So here we are again. Ish. We're not at the usual corner. We're at the opposite corner. Is this some sort of like strategic repositioning for you? Uh, yes, I have a chair. I can <laughs> sit down instead of, I don't know, staring at you. Uh, it's already paying off. <laughs> well, there we go. <laughs> All right. They so, have a lot of really beautiful women in this part of town. I don't city? Know. I mean, just this corner that we always meet at. Like, sure. Um, oh, actually, I learned something today. Ryan Reynolds married Blake Lively. Oh, wow, really? How is it that in one lifetime a man has married both Scarlett Johansson and Blake Lively? He, he must be good looking or something. I mean, he literally, the Green Lantern literally married both Star Sapphire and the Black Widow. Wow. In one in one lifetime. When you put it like that, it sounds I'm a sorry. lot geekier. What if I said this? What if I said Deadpool <laughs> as over the course of a single lifetime married both Star Sapphire and the Black have you, Widow? Have you ever watched The Town? Yes. How good is Blake Lively in that? I mean, I, I don't know if you recall, but I bet Clubby will recall. Yeah, yeah. I, that yeah, I call I, I longballed Blake Lively back in the Sisterhood about, of the I'm, Traveling Pants. I'm Camp not talking days. about hotness. You think she's a great actor? I'm just talking about like how good an actress is she in that movie, like in she, that role. She made a, a convincing drug addicted whore. Yeah, <laughs> they, they like to call them townies. <laughs> All by right. The way. Um, so anyway, I just that's something I learned today that yeah. Ryan Reynolds had, had that, successfully married, but I thought she was still going out with Leonardo DiCaprio. So would, do I know? That would explain many of the um, fist shaking at Ryan Reynolds. Uh, tweets I saw today. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, because all those guys had a chance of Blake <laughs> yeah. Lively. Like, she was just waiting around for that guy, you know? Like, well, if you're not going to ask me out, I guess I'm going to marry Green Lantern. I was definitely waiting for some guy in a mage t-shirt to <laughs> be really nice to me. Now, speaking of mages, what if we were to summon a creature? What if What if the creature we were going to summon... Right, wait, I want to I oh. just, just make one, one other before yeah. we talk about these, these cards. So, you know, I made a joke at the beginning of the last podcast where I said, you know, you're working on your book for two years. Yeah. And as a result, we didn't podcast very yeah. often. Book's done. Yeah. We've now... Oh, God, <laughs> this is not going well for me. Let's just assume that you finish that sentence some other way and get to Skyline Predator. Okay. Uh, wow. Oh, man. I'm going to shut this recorder off. Screw you, Willie. <laughs> All right, uh, Skyline Predator. So four UU for a flash flying three four. This is traditionally a three three flyer for five mana at, with flash. Uh, we've seen it in multiple sets. I'm still like worrying about the joke thing that you're running. I'm just getting destroyed on this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I looked at the card. I'm like, it's probably uncommon. I was right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Probably. Is it for even first pickable and limited? I don't yeah, even know. Sure. I don't know. Why are you asking me a limited question? Is it blue? Yeah, I'll take it. I've taken cancel everywhere from first pick to tenth pick and played it. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, yeah, it seems fine. I think I'm sure that will win some limited games. Oh, I'm sure, I'm sure. Well, I'm just curious how, how like, I mean, people take Flash 3-3 three, three Flyer for five mana first pick all the time, right? Like... Or, or or within the first couple of picks. I think that this could go early. I mean, it depends on the strength of the, the pack and how much you want to formula draft. Right? Like, yeah, I'm, like, I'm a big advocate of formula drafting. I like, don't. Do you want? Do you really want to get into a fight where you're bringing this to the table and your opponent's got like guild mages? I don't know. I think guild mages are tough. I, I think that that's something we can talk about. 
guild mages these days are not the same as the guild mages from the last time. You know, Selesnia Selesnia is a lot different from Green White. I I, oh, I mean, it's fair. They're tough to cast. Like, you used to be able to cast like a Selesnia Selesnia, and I don't know, in a black white deck, right? And then right, you could off have a green, and you could still have its 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 other ability, but your ability to play it on the second turn was much much easier. You know, you think about. Uh, Patrick Sullivan, back in the day, he had his choice of four different red guild mages he could play, right? And, right. and at different times, he played Boros guild mage with no way to activate the white ability, won the PTQ, then the next day played the same Boros guild mages in his extended deck with, you know, lightning helix, and not that Boros guild mage had any abilities you'd ever want to write home about, he made day two with right. a Boros guild mage deck and extended and then later he played, you know, Rakdos Guild Mage. He played a deck with Izzet Guild Mage that it could actually activate the blue ability. Um, uh, Gruul, I mean, actually, Gruul Guild Mage is actually pretty good. Uh, it, it, I, I think that the the chances of of Guild Mages being constructed playable this time around is going to be less than last time. I'm sure they'll they'll see some play, but Selesnya Guild Mage was a powerhouse in constructed. I, I haven't seen a Guild Mage yet that makes me want to pump the fist to be like, yeah, I'm definitely dropping this guy in turn two. And Azorius Guild Mage is actually superb as well. It's an anti-heartbeat of spring card. Sure. Allowed blue-white Waffle Tapa to go go beat down against other control decks. It's kind of, just kind of interesting, the idea that, like, uh, hybrid mana just versus actual guild cost. Yeah, I mean, like, seriously, think about it, like, Selesnya Guild Mage was, like, insane. Right, and, avail- and available to a bunch of different decks yeah. with a bunch of different... Uh, colors. Whereas the, the green white, whatever the new green white guild mage. Celestia guild mage and Billy Moreno's deck. Uh, little off. That was all sorts of off color matters. It was like off book transformation. Like it was pretty good, right? Yeah. Remember he locked down Ridiculous Hat. Yeah. Ridiculous Hat. Oh, Zoo's an auto matchup for me. And Billy was like, let me tell you about Celestia guild mage versus Pillar of the. <laughs> what is it? Pillar of like the. The lockdowns. He didn't actually kill it, right? So then, like, Billy made an army. Right. Yeah? Is that what happened? I think so. Something like that, right? I remember Billy's deck did a lot of things that people weren't expecting. Yeah. Top, what is he? Honorary ninth that tournament, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Virtual top eight. Yeah. We like to call that. Uh, dishonorary ninth. Okay. <laughs> so that blue flyer, probably not going to see constructed. No. And we're, we're wondering if it'll get first I mean, I mean, it's going to obviously get played in limited. You know, it's just... If you first pick, I'm sure it will be first picked in a deck that three O's at some point. How that, about that? That card's going to be what we like to call, I think, a big deal in team. That seems like doesn't that seem like the kind of card that in team sealed is going to be? A huge oh, like deal? if you've got three of them, just seems like a huge deal in team sealed, right? I mean, it's a sick trick, right? Right. Like, your opponent's coming with a three three, and you just like ambush it, and then you've got like a, a guy who's going to get through the next. Right, turn. and then and again they're like, oh, oh you're lovely. She was like mini Scarlet Joe. Welcome to New York City. Been here for like 13 years. <laughs> Lucky 13 years. Finally saw a beautiful girl. <laughs> <laughs> Said by no one ever. <laughs> Said by no one ever. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, also, I mean, you're going to be sitting there on like, you know, you're, your opponent. I mean, it's, and it's a thing you say about this card, these cards all the time, but like it's six mana, what am I holding? Am I holding Syncopate or am I holding Skyline Predator? You know, what do you do? And speaking of Syncopate, that was your card from last week. Uh, Steve Satan pointed out that Syncopate's running like the Matumbo finger wag. A little Matumbo finger wag. A little oh, bit no, of the, you did. A little bit of duck face. <laughs> it's like it's like an 80s rocker. 
Yeah, it's... I can't even tell what gender that, that it's a girl. Maybe. Oh, no, you didn't. <laughs> it's very erogenous. X plus one. <laughs> then maybe you did. Very androgynous and very saucy. Okay. Um, uh, I think this card's sweet. So I was going to ask you about this. Is, so you got to, you know, I feel like this is the part of the podcast or the part of every single, like, Ravnica, Return to Ravnica set review where someone's going to say, is this the card that makes mono black control viable? Why does it have to make mono black control viable? I don't know, everyone says that. Whenever you see, like, a 6-6 six, six flying black creature for four mana. So we're talking about Desecration Demon. It's 2BB, uh, rare for a demon. It has flying to 6-6. Six, six. And at the beginning of each combat, any opponent may sacrifice a creature. If a player does, tap Desecration Demon and put a plus one, plus one counter on it. So, basically, it's a 6-6 six, six flying for four. If they don't have a dude... Let me repeat that. It's a 6-6 six, six flying for four. If they have a dude, it might be a 7-7 seven, seven flying for four. And eventually, you might run out of dudes, right? Right. At which point it's just rah. Right, it's got a, it's a little it's a little bit of like uh, arena e or abyssy. I think it's like it's like is it cost the same as the abyss? I, I think so. Yeah. So it costs the same as the abyss, but is the abyss attached to a six six flyer black creature? How is this not like? I mean, it doesn't abyss you. You could <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like the abyss that you could play like another well, abyss. And also, I mean, in dude. In, like, uh, multiplayer games, um, like, at the beginning of each combat. It's not at the beginning of your combat. So, like, if you're, like, playing commander and you're looking to beat up on someone, it's like, okay, guys, at the beginning of each combat, sacrifice a guy, make my guy bigger, tap it, and then I, I, I'm going to hit him on my turn. So, there actually was, like, an Abyss Demon last time. It was, like, was it five mana for Abyss, four, four, flyer? Uh, in, in regular Ravnica last time, I said it was, like, going to be a staple card. And then I um, actually played it in my Batman deck, and it was insane. <laughs> like you're you're abyssing, and like oh sure 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 it was like a hell was it hell havoc demon or something? It was a demon, right? Yeah, yeah. I think it was like a four four flyer abyss. It was just like yeah, it was really good, very good. <laughs> you yeah. would play it, and then your opponent would sacrifice first. And you would sacrifice like a bat token, or like set up a haunt and like smash sure. them, and they had to deal with it. Like right. this is the exact same thing, except for one less mana and six six instead of four four. Right. And doesn't affect you. Right. Perfectly, reason, perfectly reasonable to play this thing on turn three. I mean, obviously you have to do certain things, but like play an we're, elf. We're assuming people are playing or... Golgari. I mean, yeah. We're, you know, I mean, actually, it's it's not the same thing because they can elect not to sacrifice a creature. All right. But like, then but you're coming in with a six. That's what we like to call the win-win, right? Yeah, it's like this thing's just better than Juzum Jin if they're not sacrificing a dude. I mean, the number of cards that have been better than Juzum Jin right. since Juzum Jin was printed. Perhaps not the best example, but you know what I mean. Juzum Jin, it's, I don't know. It's, it seems like a perfectly saucy card to me. I like it. I actually like cards that give my opponents options if I think they're going to choose the wrong thing. I mean, it, or, I mean, it doesn't even give them a choice that's necessarily the right thing. Like, you know, what? So the right thing is take six. Yeah, like, it's a damned if you do, damned if you don't. Yeah. Although, I, I didn't think that Desecration Demon, personally, I didn't think that was, like, the best name. Like, when I see something being called Desecration, I, I want to see more Desecration. I want to see, like, fecal matter and grave robbing. This is really just an abyss. It's amazing you never ended up on the flavor team. Yeah. Is it amazing? <laughs> I mean, I wrote a lot of the flavor on the Green Lantern versus set. I don't know what's... 
I think I might have been even in the credits. Not that I got paid, but... Sure. Maybe I should ring Toby about that. Dear Toby. Uh, Chaos Sims. I haven't even... Um, this is a rare... It's so exciting to me, but it's like... It's just like that horse from the last time. Right. There's just no precedent for it to be good. So for six mana, uh, it's four RR for an imp. has flying and has unleash. And as long as it has a plus one, plus one counter on it, it has trample. So, like, so it's a seven, six trampler for six mana. It's, it's bigger than your average dragon. So it's just like naturally a six, five flying dragon for four RR. There have been cards in this class that have been played and constructed. I'm not yeah. saying, like, yeah, yeah. usually they were, like, like it's a little bit bigger than Ryusei, but Ryusei had a good ability, right? But this is, like, a 7-6, like you said, for for uh, for 6, which is almost like a green creature. Yeah. But it's, it's flying and trample. Also very green. Like, I mean, this is basically like a... I, I, what I don't is, like, is this really not going to see play because there's just no precedent for it? Like, I feel like this card should be really powerful. And yet, you're using the same thing as me, right? Just no one's going to play it. I mean, five, five, five toughness is difficult to kill. Like Six all the, toughness all... is really difficult to kill. Right. Well, I'm, I'm also thinking about, like, when you're going to play this without unleashing it. Right. I mean... Where do, you're like, do oh, you remember? I need to... I, where, where I'm thinking about, when, you know, when is this a card where you need to block? It doesn't have haste. You know, there's that, yeah, I thought if, it, if Unleash also gave haste, it would be a really saucy ability. However, it doesn't. Yeah. Um, do you remember that deck where, like, JVL, Steve, Speed, probably some other people... So this Pro Tour Hollywood deck, Yeah, right. played, like, Shivan Dragon and Standard. Yeah. I mean, this is... Is this so much worse than Shivan Dragon? Like, I don't think it's that much worse. I mean, the thing is, in the decks that want to play a Shivan Dragon... It, it, it hits for a lot more than seven. Except for Shivan Dragon was getting blocked by Bitter Blossom in that Pro Tour. Sure. Like, this goes right over the top of a 1-1 Chump Blocker, because it has Trample. Like, I feel like this should be a powerful card. Um, I, 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 I don't know. Like, I, I think that my rating of it is reluctant, because I feel like it should be a powerful card. But there's just very little precedent for a card like this to do well and construct like, it. To me, it's a question of how fast this is going to be. Also. I think this is going to be the mid-rangiest format we've seen in Standard in a long time. Really? Yeah, it's just super mid-rangey. Really? See, I mean, so we're, we're talking about cards like Dreg, Dreg Mangler with, you know, 3-3 three, three Haste. Yeah, but the thing is, formats that have those kind of cards evolve the rock deck. <laughs> like, every time you, like, name, like, a sweet beatdown guy, I'm just going to say Loxodon Striker or whatever his name is. Yeah, he's coming up. <laughs> I'm like, all right. Same turn you played your 3-3. Three, three. You got your 3. Congratulations. Go. Like, you have to have a removal card now. Or, like, I have the River Boa guy that can get bigger. Like, you're really going to throw yeah, bigger your... bigger and, and regenerate. Regenerate. You're going to throw your drag mangler into my River Boa? Because I, I might just mongrel him and eat your, your guy with a... You can't attack, right? I mean, it depends what matchup you're in. But I feel like formats that have, like, highly under-costed but not overpowered, strong, directionally high-util cards... That's the rock. <laughs> it's going to be critical mass decks, and, like, maybe the blue deck will be a tap-out deck. You know, it just... It's got to be a tap-out deck, right? Like, so, look I at mean, the tools. You, and then, you know, people are just going to play 4-4s four for 4, 4-4s four for 3, and, like, it's just going to yeah, be gumming you, up the floor. But you were talking about decks like uh, Rakdos' Return 
Yeah, yeah that's glass, awesome glass in the mid-range format. Sure, but where, where does this, where does a card like this fit in to that environment? Well, you Rakdos's return them, and then you, you play this. You're playing this in the same deck. No. The top that's, end of my curve is the five mana Planeswalker. I'm okay. going to crush my opponent's hand, and then either I already have so, a Planeswalker on so play. Where does, so where does this... I don't know. Is that thing block three one ones? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> is it still in their hand after I've just crushed them with Rakdos's return? Well, that's what if, I'm saying. If you're like, gonna, I feel like, I feel like there's going to be... You're getting for four. Like, is that guy that get one you keep? So, so last we left, yeah. you put Rakdos Return as one of the top three cards in the format. Of the cards I had seen, uh, uh, it cards, was the, the top cards, three cards the I cards liked. you had seen, I'm sorry. It was one yeah. of the top three cards. Yep. So, I'm just saying, does that, if that's, if that's, let's assume that that's so, true. Well, I would just say does this. Does that leave room for a card? Like In formats that like, I'm describing, where people are, like, verdicting each other's hands, and, like, what you really want is to just peel a sweeter thing than your opponent has in play. Right. You know? So, like, this might be sweeter than what they have in play. Probably won't unleash them. Actually, if you just want to peel a sweet thing... I don't know about a guy that can't block. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, I mean, like at his sweetest, this guy is like might be kind of bad for you. Yeah, I think. Never I, mind. We, I mean, it's I just... felt like the same way about the 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 hound that we had seen, the hellhound. Yeah, yeah, so there's just no precedent for some of these cards. Like the thing is, and then you're talking about deck. Everyone's gonna. Have, like... <laughs> I think the precedent was Bolseradon, but Bolseradon was vigilant and could block. And and had, and had first strike probably. There's freaking too. dread boars and all kinds of shenanigans. Like, I I don't know. I think investing in expensive guys is probably not the best strategy. Like you know, there, yours is a six five for six. We just looked at a six six with insane abilities for four. Right. Like I, by the and, way, and, the rock. And, and, uh, by, the, and by the way, you know people don't have a lot of tools at their disposal in terms of counter magic. But a syncopate is but sweet a, against a that guy. Pretty sweet against that guy. And essence scatter is pretty sweet against that guy. Yeah, I agree. Like. I feel like I feel like your creatures. These, I don't know. Ah. It's not a primeval titan, is what you're and saying to me. And it's not a. And it's not a. a uh, what was the red dragon's name? Ryusei. Ryusei. It's not something. Oh, that yeah, does, yeah, yeah. That, like, if you if kill you it, you're it, destroyed. It's yeah. not a Yosei. It's not a. It's not a. Uh, a a Kaga. All right. So we're rating this as unplayable. I mean, it seems crazy at the same time, right? I, I just, think you're I right. I actually think it must be unplayable. Like, you, you, you've convinced me. Like, that guy's not going to be in your hand. Somebody hits you on the same speed or slightly faster with a fugue for three or four. Yeah. That's not going to be the card you're holding. Right. Because, like, you hold that card, you're down three or four cards, and they have a Dreadbore in their hand. You're just destroyed. Yeah. Like, I mean, you... Yeah. He and just then, doesn't do enough. And, like, you have these, like, Planeswalkers that are just lethal on, on board. Like, he doesn't block three guys. He doesn't block any guys. Right. Right. <laughs> And and again, my my desecration. And desecration just eats him. Like, like, yeah, he's unplayable. Like I don't even know what I was thinking. But it's bananas that he's unplayable, right? Like he should be better than unplayable. Yeah, I mean, I, I was kind of surprised that he was rare. He felt he uncommon. Almost, to you? He almost felt uncommon. I think they don't want everyone having limited. <laughs> yeah, no, that's all not. right. Guild feud. Did we see this one? No, last we time? haven't seen guild feud. Guild feud's a really interesting card. Uh, also cost six. Also cost six. 5R for an enchantment, mm-hmm. which we've already determined enchantments are kind of a sweet spot in the last podcast in terms of, like, they're just more difficult to deal with than artifacts or creatures. But are 6-mana enchantments, Yeah, well, <laughs> in this case, sweet enough? Well, I mean, that's a pretty powerful ability. I mean, assuming you, your deck is biased, like... I uh, mean, if your deck is all Gigundo... Oh, first of all, let's say what okay, it does. Yeah, for- so at the beginning of your upkeep, target opponent reveals the top three cards of his or her library... 
may put a creature card. It sounds like they like shortcutted <laughs> words, by the way, to get this to fit in. Uh, Dell had to pick up the kids that day. At the beginning <laughs> of your upkeep, target opponent reveals the top three cards of his or her library. May put a creature card from among them on the battlefield. From then them. puts the rest in his into his or her graveyard. Oh, so it, it's binning though. It is binning for 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 your opponent. Yeah. Uh, then you do the same with the top three cards of your library. If two creatures are put onto the battlefield this way, those creatures fight each other. So, if your opponent has no creatures, it doesn't activate at all? Uh, well, you do the same no matter what. Oh, so if your opponent has no creatures, it's just like You a, just get a creature. That might be interesting. And then if your opponent doesn't put, like, a fatty into play, you know, and you're, you put a fatty into play, you fight it and kill it. Okay. And you can also choose... I guess, you know, uh, your opponent can choose not to, you know, maybe if they feel like their creature is just going to die, I have no idea why they would do that, but. Yeah, I don't. Assuming you have, maybe maybe if you have something that is going to. You actually, say they do, they put their guy down. You can choose which guy you want to put down to, like, beat their guy, right? Correct. That's cool. Of, of the three yeah. cards in your hand. Like, so. six mana recurring like yeah it's not going to get played and constructed I understand we like had this long discussion that that uh, that debtor's knell that we talked about like last year so hasn't seen the play which one was that? the blue debtor's knell I'm like oh yeah this will totally debtor's knell people <laughs> it didn't do anything I don't even remember what that card's and called it's way better than this card okay <laughs> uh Collective Blessing. So this was six mana enchantment. This was uh, JBL's card last week, right? Yeah, yeah. Three. Only in New York. Forget about it. In Boston, forget about it. And or eBay. Or three. Three uh, three GGW for an enchantment. Collective Blessing. Creatures you control get plus three, plus three. It's sort of like a permanent Everybody. underrun. Under. It's like not quite over on. Yeah. Um, it's like the best crusade ever printed in play. I mean, for six. In play, that's what I'm saying. Like in play. I mean, you could just treat it like an overrun, right? Like you just, it's a little more expensive. Think about. Think but about, overruns usually end the game. Think about like Travis Wu's. Uh, Palladium mirror deck. Green, yeah, yeah. His 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 green summer deck. Just like. I mean, like, would you really rather? ever cast this than just activate the township or summon primeval oh. titan I would rather cast this than, than, than activate township I mean township's uncounterable and you can do it at instant speed and you can hold up your mana and you can do it later like, I don't know I, I would much rather township than this thing I mean this enhances all the creatures in play but it also enhances all the creatures moving forward right yeah like, I don't know, but I, I feel like if you're not ending the game, like it seems like your pants are like down around your ankles. <laughs> like, like all the stuff you said about that dragon is also applicable here, but it doesn't even have a body. <laughs> yeah, but like the dragon just doesn't seem to like the dragon doesn't cry out for you to build a deck for it, right? This doesn't cry out for me to build. A really, deck really? For it. like I mean, like yeah, it's obviously good if you have a hundred guys in play. I agree. But and, I there's, just, and there's a ton of guys, there's a ton of, like, guild mages and, and, and elves and things that are doing stuff early. You know, uh, 
I'll, I'll step back for a second. I have a precedent for not being good at identifying expensive crusade effects. Like, I wasn't... I, for the longest time, I was obstinate about a Johnny gold main right. in tokens. Like I said, I never, never liked it. Like, I never liked Garrick 1, you know? Right, right. And I'm like, I'm surely you give something better to do than an overrun. But it turns out that those... Those cards were good in those kind of decks, and maybe I'm just not good at identifying this particular style of like, card. And, and to, to me, the thing that's always made, I guess, overruns tricky and constructed is sometimes you just draw your overrun. Like, you, 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 you trade, you, you, you play an attrition game, you get to some point, and you... you draw an overrun, and you draw no an overrun, dudes. And you, no dudes. Like, that's fine here. Just play it, and then you your next it. dude's a 4-4. Four, four. Yeah. Okay. Or your token generator... Or your, I mean, I can obviously see the applications. Like, if you ask me, like, if you're in this situation, would you want to have this card? You can you can think of millions of situations where I would always say yes. Wait. But the the question is, like, would I really want to be in that situation versus doing something else with my time? That's sure. I I, I don't see this. Card. It's six is really a lot. There's no guarantee that you're going to win. Like, a lot of the time you pay six for a titan and it doesn't even win the game. You know, like that's. That's why I have a little reluctance on this. Okay. That's okay. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm not a buyer on Collective Blessing. Okay. I could, I could see playing it in a, like a Green Summer type of deck. I certainly could as well. But, you know, and, and again, we haven't seen the full set, so we don't know the full context of like... Is Travis the only dude who plays Palladium Mirror? I mean, look. Probably. Two out of two decks I can name that had Palladium Mirror, he built. I mean, Tra- Travis definitely gets the game in a way, you know, approaches the game in a way a lot of other people don't. I agree. I mean, I like it. <laughs> I like his decks a lot. Like, I mean, I saw, I remember he posted Green Summer, he posted a screenshot of the deck, and I was like, this deck seems awesome. It did, uh, a copy that did quite well at, at the, whatever the World Championship A was, right? Uh, sure, and then he also just yeah he seconded the SCG Open. SCG Portland yeah so I don't know I mean I, again I don't know if this is a card he would play like you're right like six mana for this versus six mana for you know something some yeah. kind of giant most of the cards that I want to name like you can't play anymore though like right um, and th- and that's and that's kind of my point in in the sense of like I'm not saying I'm going to win most on this but this is the kind of card I like like to keep an eye on. I want to. I want to. I want to look out for. I want to. I want. Has standard changed so much that our big six mana spell is just? I want to move on because okay. um, there are other expensive and less expensive green white cards that I'd be much more okay. apt to play with. Oh, like locks it on Smiter, the very next card. So Billy told it's kinda, me it was kind of awkward. You know, my my card goes up on Friday. Like, and, oh, and someone pointed this out. There was like uh, Frank Lepore, I think, pointed this out. He's like, "How awkward is it that you get the preview syncopate?" against Loxon and Smiter. I'm like, pretty awkward, but no more awkward than, you know, Slaughter Gaming, uh, you know, a Supreme Verdict. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> there's a lot of a lot of stuff that makes Syncopate a little awkward right now. So, um, Loxon and Smiter, Billy said he regretted in his preview, he, he told me on Twitter, um, like, there's just like a visceral desire to smash that some players have. This This card fulfills that desire. It's unstoppable by the kind of decks that I like to play with. I mean, once it's in play, you can do something to it, but can't counter it, can't make them discard it. I mean, you can make them discard it, but that's sure. disaster. Yeah. 
Uh, oh wait, so we should say what it is in the unlikely event that people don't know what Lockford and Smiter is. Yeah, I mean, this is like one. I mean, easily one of the most exciting cards in the set. I mean, easily, I might be the best card in the set. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, do you remember when we did? Is it Lorwin? Is that the one Doran's in? We like rated Doran third. I mean, this card's just on. It's one less colored mana than Doran, slightly smaller, and not a legend. And it's like forty-seven things that are good about and, it. And just like all, all the things that you were like, you'd get like a Wally Thoctor, and you'd be like, oh, so like it was really you could certainly play a, a Wally Thoctor in turn two. Yeah, but it was tough. And you had to jump through... Oh, way less You tough. had to jump through a lot of hoops. This guy's a lot easier. Andre had Willie Thoctor on turn two, I'm sure, every game. <laughs> that was a good, this is actually... I would much rather play this than Willie Thoctor. Yeah, exactly. Deck, especially against Blightning. Yeah. <laughs> like, what did I say? Like, you, you were asking me, it's like, well, what could you lose to? I'm like, if they draw two Blightnings, then they have an even chance. But if they only draw one Blightning, you'll just crush them. And then you're like, well, doesn't their deck just draw two Blightnings? Yeah, I mean, sometimes they draw one Blightning and they have, like, a Blood Red Elk, right? But, you know, like... How bad is this card against Blake? We got all the weirdos. It's <laughs> like, where are the beautiful women? Usually I, there's lots. This, there have been lots. You've just been looking down at I've been time. looking at the damn cards. Yeah, yeah. What's wrong with me? I don't know. Willie, I, I only noticed the crazies. <laughs> well, they, they, they come with like a certain, you know, early warning detection system. Yeah. And I miss all the Olivia Munns. That, that might have been Olivia Munn. It was not Olivia Munn, but it was like Olivia Munn Jr. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, Locks and Smiter, one GW for an Elephant Soldier. Wait, what if it just had no other text, but it was just like one GW, four, four, four. four. Be a perfectly great uncommon. I mean, it would be a perfectly great uncommon that would see a decent amount of play, right? Yeah. But it also can't be countered by Synchro I mean, like, Pate or other you cards. Do how excited we were in the Invasion era about Noble Panther? That was in my junk deck that qualified a bunch of people. <laughs> oh my god, this is just... Noble Panther could be countered too, right? Yeah. Was just a 3-3 three, three for 3? It was a 3-3 three, three for 3 that had... It was just a gnarled And that had... Well, it had... Could uh, become first strike. It could strike. become first strike for a colorless mana. I remember when my junk deck started to take off, the people were metagaming against the Noble Panther with the Charging Troll. So they would play the 4 mana version that's 3-3 three, three Vigilance, but could regenerate. I would love to see the 4 mana version of this. I mean, like... So it's not just that it can't be countered. It also, if someone makes you discard it, you just get it. And so it's also the best dodecapod ever. Yeah, it, it's it's really good. And, you, you know... Oh, it's I mean, really at, good against Rakdos' return. It's really good against Rakdos' return. It's also really good against Rakdos' predecessor. It's, like, really good against Lightning and, and, and just, like, really good against the gem decks that have been doing really well. That, I mean, In modern, we, yeah. we just saw Jund win, the, win modern, right? The like, other Pro Tour... Players World's Championship. Players Championship. The win the player of the year title in the hands of Yuya Watanabe. Is he, somebody said he was the only two-time player of the year. That's not He's true. He's the only two-time player of the year not from Germany. Okay, I'm just, I'm like, that's just not true. <laughs> it's just not like, true. <laughs> isn't Kai a three-time player of the year? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he might be four. I, don't I mean, Shouta was almost a player of the year again. Yeah. I mean, there were there were a number of players who could have been multiple-time players. John Finkel could have won his second player of the year title. He oh. was top four also. Who else could have been player of the year? Shout out. Was PV ever player of the year? PV has not won player of the year. He's been... PV has been... It's actually kind of insane. Like, he's been, like, in the top... He's been, like, runner-up of the year, like, six times. Yeah, yeah, just, like... Uh, Shuhei could have been top play, player of the year again had he, you know... Not, not, not won any matches. Yeah. <laughs> 
But, like, Reed Duke has the lockdown on any kind of Mox-related tournament. He, they just, like, slot him in now. He wins, like, every single related event, right? Yeah. Reed, Reed's really good. I mean, I was, I was surprised by, by Reed's uh, finish. Um, yeah, you know, Reed asked me for for some mindset advice. Like, either I failed him or he didn't take it. I said he wanted to build more variance into his game. Reed's a very steady player. But the problem is, I said, Reed, out of the 16 players, what number are you in skill? And I don't remember what number he told me, but he didn't put himself so high. You know, I'm like, I, I, I've seen a lot of those players, but I think Reed's probably like top five on actual in-game. That's, he, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to call uh, absurdity there. Fact being, if he doesn't think he is, then it doesn't sure. matter, right? Sure. I'm like, well, if you're rating yourself in the bottom half... Right, I get the trump and the argument, right? right? Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, but the... Uh, so what I said is, if you're going to rate yourself in the bottom half, then you should build variance. Players who build for consistency want to win all the games that they're supposed to win. If, you were, if you're going to play the game where the, win the games you're supposed to win, you're going to finish in the bottom you, half because everyone's better than you. Can, you. can you imagine, like, Reed Duke showing up in a tournament with, like, a deck like Shoutus? Uh, yes, I can very easily. That's the kind of deck he likes to play. No. No. I'm... Like a goofball control deck? That's like exactly the kind of deck he likes to play. I, I disagree. Well, maybe, I mean, maybe we're like I mean, disagreeing with what call... Shouta's deck is. You think Shouta's deck is a goofball? Shouta's deck was a deck that just couldn't lose against... Uh, like, why... I, I mean, most Shouta of the... metagamed really well. Yeah. I, would, I would give him that, right? So, like... All the kind of decks that, like, if you just were to write down the kind of deck that Shadow could never beat, nobody played it, okay? Well, I mean, Jund is, was really tough. Turned out to be really tough. Right? Yeah, I mean, but, like, all the imagine all the, the kind of decks that are good against decks with four mana control spells and a bunch of two-for-ones. And no possible way of defending yourself against a deck that's going to win on the second or third turn or de facto win. Like, you probably can't win against any deck that, you know, was trying to storm its way. Yeah, like, there's a fair number of different kinds of decks that were successful in the modern format. It's like the second half of the PTQ season that just nobody at that tournament played. And they just, like, all played decks other than the two Jund players, right, that were just going to get thrashed by all two-for-ones, right? Oh, I mean, Shadow's deck was so... I mean, I just looked at the matchup, like, John's deck was never going to be... I got to say, like, the, the music that the people here at Joe's play inside... Is generally older than the people at Joe's. Yeah. But it's consistently kind of awesome. Oh my god. Last summer, I think it was last summer, they used to have this gorgeous barista. Like, I don't know, I don't know her name. She was like there, like, and she would play like old school Rilo Kylie. Be like, man. How this is you... this is like old school Sinead O'Connor. This is Sinead O'Connor's first album to play right now, Light on the Cobra. Have you ever listened to it? Yeah, I, I guess. No, not. I, I don't really like Sinead O'Connor very much. I know that's out of, out of format for me. It doesn't make any sense. Have you yeah. ever listened? You, yeah, I was. You're, you're telling I'm me I'm old enough to have listened to Sinead O'Connor the you first time. You listen to the Cobra? I can. I have it on my freaking iPad. You want me to go listen to it now? Yes. Right I, now, we're gonna. I stop. mean, not right I, now. I, I mean, my like, iPad when out. We're you done. Put your when iPad we're done. Away. When we're done. Yeah, that's not gonna happen right now. <laughs> All right. So, Loxon and Smiter is a way better green white card than whatever the hell we were looking at a minute ago. Yeah. Collective blessing. Sure. And I would actually go so far as to say, because of cards like Loxon and Smiter. <laughs> What's going to fight cards on Collective Because you just don't have time, right? Yeah, I mean, like, this is just going to beat this. I mean, I don't know. Maybe you just, like, sit there and don't die, and then you play that, and then it's... It, 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 formats like I was describing, like, the, whoever goes most mid-range direction will win. You know, so that could be very mid-range. You just, like, like all like the, like, clog the floor. Like you're, you're playing against the green-white deck, and, like, suddenly all your... Suddenly yeah, all, all your, your elves and... 
all your sapperlings, your palladium are, mirrors are five fives. I mean, maybe maybe the format's going to be so twisted around mid range. The collective blessing is the nuts. Like you can get this. I would just, well, how 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 early can you play this card in a deck with like Elvish Archdruid? I mean, realistically, and, like five, but like four, sure. But like not, you don't want to bank on four. Sure. But five. But I, the thing that the thing that I'd point out is if that. Comes, Wait, but I'm saying if you're playing straight up creature, no, I'm playing straight up creatures. This thing trumps most of your straight up creatures. Problem is, look at the colors we're looking at. Ray of Revelation still in standard. Sure. People will play like two, and it's easy to get them in your graveyard. By the way. Sure. So like, even if you're not going to draw one, just like ooh, ooh, an extra card trumps your six. Right. Like Ray, Ray of Revelation's a card that's just been kind of sitting around quietly. I, I, it's a. It's a, it's a, a lion in winter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. Locks and Smiter. Uh, staple. I rated it Staple. Sure. I mean, you know, so, like, we're looking at all these cards. I mean, Predator gets played in Limited. Yeah. Doesn't get played in Block, probably. No. Doesn't get played in Standard. It's too expensive yeah. even for Blocks. Doesn't get played in Standard. Doesn't get played in Modern, etc. Syncopate. Will be played in Standard. Will be played in Standard. Begrudgingly. Begrudgingly. Will be played in Block. Probably, yeah. Right. Desecration Demon definitely paid like in, a massive powerhouse and block. Powerhouse probably block. played in standard. Probably not played in modern. I don't. There's see. not enough. There's not enough dudes that you care about. Like right. Most, exactly. of, most of the dudes that people are playing are either like mono value, like Shadow is playing, or they get their money in and they die. It doesn't matter. They already like either hit you for five or you know, okay. you know, got an extra spell. KSMs we've already determined. Sorry, chaos. Probably not getting played in, in most formats. Guild feud. Oh, no thanks. Collective Blessing. I, it's I a think a corner case card. I think I think, could, I think I think Collective Blessing could get played very what easily. What was the name of that card? Worthy Cause. It was just like six. All your guys get Life Link and Double Strike. Is that the name of it? Sure. Is that the name Worthy? Not Worthy Cause. What was it? You know what card I'm talking about? It's like White, White, White three. All your guys get Life Link and sure. Double Strike. Is that right? Sounds right. So the reason I don't like this card is I tried to make a deck like that for like Williams for Worlds one year and it was awful and I just keep thinking about that card and that card was more powerful than this card Double Strike and Lifelink is way better than Plus 3 Sure plus but, three it's, but like you always say it's always in context right? Yeah I agree And to me again so Locks and Smiter I would tap out and get destroyed that was, that was a thing sure. Like, So I mean I maybe you're right maybe the format's going to go so mid-range this is just insane. If it goes mid-range like if this is a turn 4 play if this is a turn 5 I, I mean You gotta not die the next turn which is probably fine if the format goes mid-range. But sure. then, yeah, they can never attack you, and you just sit there with your token production, and eventually you're going to overwhelm them. Yeah. Okay. I mean, this is this is a classic Michael J. Vidugazi. Yeah, I mean, I know, like, I, maybe the lady doth protest too much, but there's a reason <laughs> she's protesting too much. All right, let's go. Lockdown Smiter, next. Uh, Slitherhead. I don't know. I don't. I didn't remember if we had talked about this card or I, not. I actually had the exact same thing. I was like, wrote down all the cards I wanted to talk about, and I'm like, did we talk about Slitherhead? <laughs> I don't think we did. I don't think. I so. don't think so. It's Golgari for a one-one. So this this is in the same cycle as the Judges Familiar and uh, Judges Familiar and the um, what was the other one we'd seen? That was um, the two-one for Selesnia that exiles stuff. Right, 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 right. This card is a 1-1 for Golgari. It has a cool scavenge ability. Yeah. I mean, scavenge for zero. He likes this cool uh, one. Yeah. I mean, this is like... This is like kind of a... Like, again, assuming you're getting cards into your graveyard, which we've talked about is pretty easy to do. Like, and we've also talked a lot in the history of this sort of podcast about the idea that 
like sometimes you just need one ones for one, right? Like sometimes Billy Moreno, someone who you know has has, has just played one ones. What was the name of that guy? Was it called like Druid's Familiar? It's like one two for G. Some kind of druid. Sure. Mike Turian used to say that decks that had that card were better than decks that didn't have it. He would have sure. all these reasons why. So this is the thing I think about Slitherhead. I actually think it'd be an interesting sideboard card. You trade with your opponent's X1s, and then you just have an extra value. Like, against... You know, you'd be playing a deck that, like, they're going to consistently beat a certain type of deck as long as they're not bum-rushed. Like, right. I'd happily put this in front of a, a Rakdos Space Slasher. What's that right. guy's name? The Rakdos Rakdos for 2-1 Haster. Sure, the Shred... Yeah, I think that just... I'll the block shred that. dude. Yeah. It's gas. Uh, yeah, we were also talking about the idea that, um, for example, the, the dueling ace, the fencing ace. <sighs> right? like, this is this is a free plus one, plus one on that, assuming you can get it into your yard. Assuming you're playing some sort of junk-colored concoction. I mean, I would gladly just Rancor this thing. Get a hit in, right? People are, like, usually pretty willing to trade with your rancor guy. Yeah. And then you get your rancor back, but, you you know, it's dead. I think it's card really, I think it's card really, really good. I think it's very interesting. I'll put it in full-on interesting. I think it probably has strong sideboard applications defensively. I'm, I'm not I'm not that keen on it as an offensive card, but I'm also willing to be wrong. Sure. I wouldn't mind Fauna Shamaning it, though. Yeah, I mean, you could Fauna Shaman it. Uh, it is also, uh, you know, just plays... I mean, again, just, just really nice. Discard it to Law salvage. Troll. Disc- right, discard it to the Troll. Whoa! You discard it to Law Troll? Your loss was like a 4-3 regen? Yeah. For like, nils extra, right? Literally, you just like, It's free boom, to discard. Boom, and then and free, free to scavenge. Plus That's two, actually plus super sweet with Law Troll. Yeah. Yeah, I actually, yeah. Okay, I like it way more I, I, now. I think, I, think this, I think this card's a full-on spell. Yeah, I mean, this and just again, reminds me of how good Law Troll is. <laughs> Yeah, Lothral's better than Loxon on Smiter. Sure, uh, probably. I but I mean, but also, just think about, it. again, again, interesting Golgari colors, the Dread Mangler, which is the 3-3 three, three haste. No, you mean 4-4 four, four haste. 4-4 four, four haste. <laughs> yeah. All right, yeah. I, I think it's full-on swell. Rick's Mahdi Guild. This is Eric Lauer's preview card, right? Yeah, this was today he previewed this. This card is so not exciting whatsoever to me. Just no interest in ever playing it. So, Red Bull, I mean, certainly compared to, like... The 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 Racto, remember the Rakdos Guild Yeah, that one was sweet. I mean, I've played a lot of like red black beats. I mean, my first pizza you ever won, I won with the red black deck. I mean, like, I top aided like a you know a PTQ and the Blightning. I mean, I, I played always black red when um, when shards is legal, right? Either like a Jun deck or a Blightning deck. I mean, I love. I mean, when I qualified for nationals and most recently, I was playing Grixis, which is also a black red deck. I love me black and red cards, and I don't care for this card at all. I don't think it does anything I would ever want to do. Honestly. Just not interested. Just makes it impossible for your opponent to block. It's a 2-2. It's a 2-2, and then they're going to tap all their mana on their own turn. Just like, oh, okay, I'll fireball you really inefficiently. Great. I don't know. I mean, this seems to me like in in those beatdown decks that you're talking about... I think that if your opponent's in a situation where they can get a lot of value out of Rick's Mahdi Guild Mage, great. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. They're just going to tap all. They're like, first of all, oh, I, I live in fear of a 2-2. If they're going to kill me with the second ability, I'll block and they abyss me. Great. I'd rather they abyss me than I'm dead. So, so Slitherhead, we said, yeah. playable and block for sure. 
I think it's probably playable in Steam. It might it's be definitely, definitely playable. It's Steam. probably playable in tutorable formats, actually. I think that discarding it to some sort of survival is not bad at all. Right, and it I was gets just gonna so say, much I, value. This actually seems like a, a fine, like, I, I, even if it's just a sideboard card in the modern mirror, but like, yeah. it seems fine. Yeah. But I mean, you really think that Rick's Body Guild Mage is going to see play? I mean, like, listen, what I'm asking, like, well, I probably see play in block. No some way. Sort of block deck. Yeah, every, I would rather. A deck that could use this, I would rather have Rakdos Space Slash or whatever his name is every single time. Yeah, it doesn't have to be. But but the it, this is hard to cast. That's what like you you keep like glossing over this. Black red on the second turn is not the same as black black or I mean, red I don't, black I don't or red think red. Of it as being a, a red black card. I mean, a turn two card, right? Like you could play the the Rakdos Shredder on, on turn two, get in, and then. Yeah, two turns later, you have this guy in play. Just... Yeah, I mean, obviously, if you want to ask me if there's applications where it's playable, the fact of the matter is, like, there's, like, he doesn't have haste. Yeah. Like, he's just going to get dreadboard or, like, there's, like, abrupt decay in this format. There's, like, there's, like, what do you call it? The, the, the one that I liked a lot? The, the four damage for R1? Right. I mean, these guys are just not going to live. Like, they're... I mean, maybe your opponent's completely spent. You're like, all right, I'm going to finish you off with a Rick's Mati Guild Mage. Is that really the situation that you're imagining? Like, I, I my, my job is to just think about ways that maybe I guess, you're underselling a card. I guess, like, you play a dragon and he can chop the dragon down, right? That's kind of cool. Like, you you know, like, you play like a, you play like a Loxodon Smiter, and if he's got, like, 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 you need four, to get through a Loxodon Smiter, right? You've got, you're, you're, you're certainly, if you're not Celestia. Yeah. You're the other. Like, there's just going to be asses that you need to get through. So, I mean, like, this is the way. So, they go Rick's Mighty Guild Mage, I go Loxodon Smiter, right? So, they go to the third land, they attack. I'm like, all right, block. <laughs> you know, like, they're like, uh, they're going to lose their Guild Mage in this situation. Right? The next turn, I'm untapped, right? Or, like, no block. Take two. Are we going to do anything else? You know? <laughs> or they're like, oh, put all the mana, and they're just going to shock it. Like, or whatever equivalent of shock that you can do to this. I... Again, I'm not going to say that it doesn't have applications. Obviously, it has applications. Almost any... I have literally top-aided tournaments with the card Grizzly Bears in a constructed deck before. It, it's, sure. it's been done. This is better than a Grizzly Bears, more or less. But, like, I, I just... I not. I feel no compelling reason to play this card versus, like, a real Rakdos Guild Mage. I just, just don't see it. How about Lotless Troll? Lol Troll is sweet. No. This card... Versus Lol Troll. Gets you... Not only, you know, either, either lot, like, obviously you're in a situation where you're talking about a situation where lot troll is blocking. Yeah. But, like, that's, that's what it's going to do sometimes, right? Yeah, but what if, if, if you've got lot troll and they've got this guy, I mean, you're just like, I guess I'm sending. Like, I guess we're in race mode. Like, sure, but that, but that's, that's relevant. Yeah, it's, it's certainly got applications. I agree with you. But I don't think it's very good. Like, I don't know what to say. <laughs> Like I'm the I'm the classic look on the bright side for most cards. I like almost always play black and red cards, and I don't like this card at all. Okay. Like I will play. I mean, it's not. I mean, you know me. First of all, like I'll play a lot of cards. Have you really ever seen me play red black? Yeah, it's not. It's just not. Blue my and card. green is what you play. That's the opposite of red. I play green. I play green and white. I play blue, green, and white. I play blue and red. Okay. Whereas I usually play green, red, and black, or blue, red, and black. Yeah. Like I only really play like a, a small palette of colors, and these are so two. So I will, of them. I will, I will. Like 
I could see where if I was playing red black, I would try to work with this card. But I will defer to you on this. Like the problem is, even in the situations where I would want this card, it's a two-two. <laughs> it's like, how is it not dead? <laughs> Here's a card, I can tell you how it's not dead. Oh, this card is very good. This so, is what I want to talk about when we were talking about that, that stupid six mana enchantment. Like, you want to, like, lock down a mid-range? You either kill this thing or you're eventually going to die a gruesome, gruesome death by blossoms. Oh, so, so, so the card so is... So, Stani Selesnia's voice. This is the card that, uh, I guess, Mark Rose wanted to... Previewed today. So it's it's green, green, white, white. So very, very specific casting cost. Locks it on hierarchy. Yeah. <clears throat> but it will not lose to locks it on hierarchy in battle. And it, it and will it bounce. Won't, right, it won't it won't lose to it. It won't lose to a locks and smiter in battle. No. <clears throat> Legendary creature dryad, mythic. Uh, whenever another creature enters the battlefield under your control, you gain life equal to that creature's toughness. Uh, two this, five. This is why I think the format's going to go mid range. You you got to kill this thing, or you're just like it. Will, it will take forever for you to lose. That's <laughs> green. Uh, one green white tap. So this is the card. Yeah. I was looking for when we were doing the previews. The other when we were doing. I mean, our you can play him with the, the Walking City or whatever, right? The guy who like the the green white and one, and sure. he, he hits and you populate as well. Yeah. 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 Populate. Uh, so. Put a token. So I mean, he's like a Vidugazi gain of life. This is like the classic thing that I've, I've been trying to avoid my entire life, but it certainly will be in all of my decks. <laughs> you're just you're just full on back on green. I mean, I'm like first turn bird, like oh, second turn Borderland every Ranger. Card, every card you've talked about being excited about is greenish. Is yeah. greenish. It's Golgari. It's Celesnia. Yeah, I mean, but I was good. Like when when oh no, when there was. When there was Ravnica last time, all I was like making a lot of good decks. They were all blue and not green. Like, uh, remember the, the? Let me tell you. Let me present a different scenario to you. The Mishra deck. Oh. Let me present a different scenario to you. Yeah. Turn one bird. Yeah. Is, is there a bird? Or is there, we established there's bird. I, Arbor elf. Arbor elf. Yeah. Whatever. Turn, turn, bird is a generic term like right. bolt or ritual. Okay. <laughs> I, you can't say ritual in the booth. No, sure. But this is this is pretty far from the booth. We're sitting on sitting on Gay Street, Manhattan, talking about magic. By the way, there's literally Gay Street. Yeah. The people on the we should take a picture for the the show notes. So we could just be like every idiot we watch. Yeah. While we. <laughs> All right. Never mind. Yeah. Um. So, so turn one. Some sort of mana accelerating creature at the cost of one mana. Okay. Turn two. Geist of Sintraft. <laughs> okay. Turn three. Oh, God. <laughs> wow. Turn three. Play Tristani Selesnya's voice. Attack with... <laughs> Attack with... Uh, Geist of Sintraft. Game four life. Oh, so to be clear, I, say, I actually wanted to go over this from the last yeah, one. Yeah, I did too. Okay, I did so... too. I, yeah. I was going to talk about turn five. <laughs> well, the point is, so you can populate the Geist of Sintraft's angel, right? But the thing we were checking about last time was if you made a copy of that angel would it die? Right. And it turns out you'll keep the angel. You, you'll keep the angel. So there, there'd been a doubling season ruling previous and it was like, and I don't, I don't remember This what sounds like you're looking things up. Just it's important no, no, I'm, not gonna, that it, I'm gonna say, the reason I had questioned it is because it was when it was like whenever something of yours would make a token yep. make two instead. So 
uh, Geist's Ink Draft under, with that card made two copies, but both copies of that token look back to the Geist's rules text, and so they were both I mean, done. Can you just imagine the Rick's Mati Guildmates trying to get through Tristani? So like, you've got to imagine it trying. I can imagine so it trying like, really hard. I'm like, all right, all right, I'll block. I'm like, all right, put a bunch of mana into can, this, and you're like, all right, kill your guy. Let me tell you something. I can definitely imagine <laughs> players. You know, I can imagine Reed Duke <laughs> putting ten mana into a Rick's Mati yeah, Guildmates trying yeah, to take this. Yeah, out. absolutely. I mean, because if you don't Chris have Manning, ten, <laughs> I can imagine Chris Manning trying really, really hard. Because if you don't have ten. Your guy's just gonna die, and I'm gonna keep my stupid Selesnya's voice. But like, I honestly think that the the turn one elf, turn two, dice the draft, turn three, this attack is is like a very real thing. Oh, it's a real thing. How about this? And then and then the next turn, if some for some reason you failed to block and kill that dice of Saint draft. Well, it was on second turn. I mean, like, it's not like you had this huge window. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It, it, it's just like, you're like, okay, you know, on turn five, you're going to gain it and right. have a 4-4 that sticks around forever. So you see how this format's super mid-range, right? I, I guess that feels mid-range, but that's a pretty aggro mid-range. And by the way... No, if someone, no, it's not, because imagine you're on both sides. Like, you're, that's your opening. I could have Trostani to block your your Geist of St. You see what I'm saying? Like, sure. Or some equivalent sure, sure, of it, sure. or like a Loxon and Smiter, right? Yeah. So, like... If both guys are doing stuff like this, it's not that aggro, right? Actually, whoever goes bigger is actually going to be the one who... So, like, most yeah, aggro decks are, are pushing forward, right? Yeah. So, instead, the direction you're going is straight up. And then you just keep building a higher and higher tower, and something something lives. I feel like the populate deck yeah. like, is, is, is actually just going to do some filthy things. Okay, how many Collective Blessings are you going to play? That's, one! No, really. I, I'm, I'm down with the... I almost... F-bomb. How many collective blessings are we going to play? Because I think we only have room for one. Okay? I just, I'm just putting it you're, out there. You're on it now? Yeah, I'm on it. I'm here's, on it with this like, idiot Trasani crap. Here's the problem, though. Like, if so There's an uncounterable Trist- wrath of God. Well, there is <laughs> an uncounterable <laughs> no, we don't actually, We don't actually view Gaziel creatures. We actually have to have one in play to make them. Um, but the thing is, like, I'm with, with Populate and with, like, there's this enormous temptation to play with, you know, Acidic slime. And, is it and, still in standard? Yeah, oh yeah, it is. It's in it's an M13. I like that. That card's really like grown into its own. When it first came out, people were like, oh, I don't know if this is even going to see play. But, but it's, like, you know, think of pretty think popular of the card. That, you know, you know, you talk about a, a mid range card that's just going to get you back. At, you know, you're, you're climbing into the game. You get to make, you know, for three mana, you get oh, to acidic slime every turn. Assuming you have a way to copy an acidic slime. But I, I, I mean. Again, I, I I I I feel like Banth is just going to be very. Hot. I mean, this guy's going to be copying Garrick tokens. I think. I think the sure. default thing is going to be a Garrick, and then populators are going to be making whatever elephants, beasts, whatever they are, wolves. Sure. Whatever flavor of Garrick I mean, you got. Sure. I mean, there's also there's also Huntmaster of the Fells and wolf tokens there. That's fine. Sure. You know, there's there. Yeah, it's. You play this guy. You play this guy, and then you play Huntmaster. <laughs> God. Resto Angel. Your, your deck's mono fours, apparently. Yeah. And we just with Doran, he's a five five. Yeah, I was gonna. I, mean, I was just gonna. So, sorry, sorry, this is just going all the so wrong obviously, way. Obviously, this card is just a, 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 a defining it's, block creature. It's right? This bonkers. Is, if this is a mid range format, it's like kill me or you're eventually gonna die. This horrible death that takes forever. I think that's what the text of this card says. 
But like it depends. If you're playing a different kind of right, format, I mean, it's awful. We were talking about like like different players identifying yeah. with certain cards. I just want you to imagine to me or describe to me the look on the face of a time traveling Nationals winning era Luis Scott Vargas and Paul Chion. Yeah. As they come forward in time and they see this card. Are they have they not made their transformation yet? No, they haven't. I mean this is just they they probably tattoo Trasani <laughs> to their left arms. Just, just always remember to play Trasani. Oh, I, I almost forgot to play my two five for GGW dubs. But I won't forget now. It's tattooed to my arm. But luckily, Luis Scott Vargas has moved on from that. Right? I hope. Do you really hope? I mean, what? he's not going back. He's not going back. No. You went back. I, have, mean, I, mean, I'm, I haven't gone back yet. You. You. I, I mean, mean. I. I yeah, I mean, you're going to find me look, in the gutter. Look, yeah, guys, sucking guys, on Borderlands Rangers. Top 8 Magic listeners, I can't see... I can't see you right now. But I just... Just as a... I just want to show of hands. <laughs> and you can show me your hands on Twitter. You can show me your hands on Facebook. You can show me your hands on Pinterest if you're a female Magic player. Like... Only if they're a female Magic player? That's I, sexist. I I, Alright. I don't even know what Pinterest is. <laughs> it's because I'm not a girl. Yes. Yeah. Uh, is it true that chicks dig Sandman? Yeah. It is true, right? Yeah, it's true. Uh, I mean, I just, I just wherever. However, show me your, I just want to show hands. If you imagine Mike Flores not playing green, some scenario where he's some yeah, sort of... I'm going to play John. Is it Azorius, blue, white, red, yeah, blue cat? No. I'm going to play John. Props. I like Rectos' return a lot. Really? You're going to play John? You're not going to play... Really? I, I see you being green-white, green-black. I see you junking it up. Uh, Jund can play all the, like, Lol Troll and 3-3 Haster. Play all those cards. Really? You don't you don't see yourself playing... I'm terroring Tris- that thing. Tristani the thing Selesnia's is, if you, voice if you play the Selesnia... locks it in Smiter... If you're the Selesnia squad, how do you kill the other guy's Gigando Celestia stuff? That's the props. What are you going to do? Pacifism it? I, mean, I don't even know. Is there a pacifism? Is there a... I don't know any cards that that I've seen so far that a Selesnia deck can deal with the other Selesnia deck's guys. Am I, am I wrong? There's an, I haven't seen a Glare of Subduel. I haven't seen a... Are you, so you're basically in a situation where you have to outpopulate them. There's... Well, I mean, I, I think that that's certainly... I'm not luckier than most people in games of Magic. So, like, I think that... Yeah, you got to try to kill their guys. Yeah, there, you need black and red for that. There's, a car, uh, there's certainly some cards that have shown up like with people holding pictures of them in front of mirrors on various other websites that have not been proven to be okay I don't look factual. at those so. yeah, yeah I don't either okay. I don't either but sometimes I see them okay and and so there's certainly some cards that, that are exciting that might, that might be a, a sort of you also get to play green white blue you get to play you know negate okay so I just want to you be get clear. to play syncopate last time there was Ravnica I won a PTQ playing Selesnya like, I was playing Gazi Glaren. I wanted yeah, to yeah. cute. So, like... Yeah. But I'd never played against another player playing, like... The closest thing I played against was, like, an Orzhov deck, you know? This, this card seems, like, and, seems and very powerful to I just me. don't even... Smiter I, seems... Like, my strategy was to just to play four... Four Vidu Gazis. And then, like, when we played... We played a lot of block. Like, most people wanted to play a blue-white-green version of Vidu Gazi. Right. And we just played... And then, like, they had a lot of two-for-ones, like the confiscates and stuff, and they'd only played two Vidugazis. And we always won the mirror match because we just played green-white with four Vidugazis sure. and, like, 
more Indrixon Powlers. They're like, oh man, my deck has more card drawing. I'm like, yeah, but my deck has more stuff. <laughs> so either you beat me or like, but you can't beat me because we just like both sit there not dying because we have cards like Tristani or at the time we would call it Tristani a Loxanon Hierarch, right? Right, right? Or like scatter the seeds. Like there's all these infinite ways you can block and stuff. And then eventually the deck with like four Voodoo Gazis just makes more dudes in the deck with two Voodoo Gazis. And as, as stupid as that sounds. And then you have people like uh, Jeff Cunningham. They're, they're, they, they would play like, uh, what's it called? Blazing Archon in their, in their mirror match. So you couldn't lose. So we're like, oh, yeah, we could play a Blazing Archon in our sideboard. Or so you just like, and if your opponent doesn't have a way to kill it, they never will. And like, but you see, like, there's always, you could deal with creatures. You could tap them. You could face fetters them. But you couldn't actually undo the text on a Tristani. That's the thing that I'm concerned about. That's why I would want to play Jund, because then I can, you know, dreadbore it. Or, sure. mur- God forbid, I have to murder it, you know? <laughs> probably I would, I would sooner... You have to murder three of them, right? I mean, I'll be honest with you. I'm probably going to victim of Knighted, because that card's not that hard to cast, given the, the mana tools that we're going to have available. Sure. Like, I can far seek for a right. blood crit. Yeah, like, you know, people have talked about the, like, the, 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 the lack of Doomblade, right? Like, there's plenty like, of Doomblade. About, I mean... There were a lot of ways to kill creatures in Innistrad, right? I mean, Innistrad really was just all about killing creatures. That's, I mean, that's what the format's about. It's about wooden stakes and pitchforks. How awesome is it when your opponents... You're talking about the red, black, green versus green, white heads up. Like, you're going smiters, and I have, like, the R1 deal 4 that has overload. I mean, like, isn't that a fight you want to be in? Sure. Like, and I, you know, I'm getting an infantry right, and, with... And, and, I, and I guess... Uh, well, Ranger's Guile is... No, Ranger's Guile is in a shot, right? It'll be legal, yeah. I believe yeah, it's so, still yeah. legal. So, like, Ranger's Guile uh, is... But the... The plus four, plus four encounterable... Counter... Untargetable... Hexproof one is... Is not. That's not going to be legal. Um, although... If you, maybe Green White's sweet if you had, like... Fencing Master Rancor... This deck works well with Rancor. I, mean, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you just, like, four slap four. a Rancor on this thing. It's I don't know. It's impressive. I, th- this is... I think I need more context. Like, I get just... I'm, right now, I'm just imagining more and more confused green-white board states. You know, like... Where both guys are just piling crap up. And sure. there's, like, tons of tokens. And it becomes so draw-dependent, right? Like, whoever draws more token producers I mean, wins. I mean, this... I mean... That sounds exciting to me, actually. Like, like in the sense of... It sounds to me like they're, they're, you're already... We're looking at the cards. We've, again, probably not seen half of them. Um, we've certainly not seen half of them. Yeah. We've seen, like, 15 cards. Right, well, when we saw whatever cards... How many cards we saw... We, we did had, nine cards today, right? We're going to do 11 total Oh, total. Here. And then we'll have done... We did, like, 20-odd cards last time. Yeah, so... So it's like... Oh, yeah. 20% so, percent of the whole yeah, set. Yeah, yeah, but, but already, like, you know, you can see... The format sort of aligning itself in these like kind of like strategies. Well, I think part of that is like we're used to have been playing Ravnica from the last time, right? So like if like I know that Selesnya, as far as my experience of it, is like you want to have like a whole bunch of battlefield presence and you kind of grind your opponent out. You gotta remember you have to when you think about standard, you 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 don't you can't think about standard. I guess Ravnica first. You have to think about standard Innistrad M13 first. Well, I don't know. I, I think that... Like you have to think about a Delver first, right? Like Yeah, of course. You have to think about a Huntmaster first. 
You have to no, think... you don't have to think about Huntmaster first. Think of Borderland Ranger first. <laughs> Huntmaster. I'm committed to green already. All right, I'll game with it. <laughs> Here's the deck. All right. Borderland Ranger, Huntmaster of the Fells. That's big enough to win, right? Do I need anything bigger than that? Huntmaster? Yeah. Okay. He's your biggest guy. Is that, is that too small? For this format, probably too small. I mean, he's... I mean, if we're in sit-there mode, the Huntmaster's eventually going to beat the Smiter, though, right? Sure. Oh, by the way, when we're talking about populate targets, that guy is... A machine. a machine. Literally a machine. Yeah, literally a machine. He already had populate. He's like, we didn't call it populate when I was a kid. Yeah. You know, we just called it making wolves. But sure. The planeswalkers are the same thing. They're like, yeah, 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 yeah. We didn't call it populate. This is just a beast. Ah, making a guy. This is an elephant. <laughs> this is a soldier. <laughs> to the air. <laughs> this is three soldiers. I leveled up. <laughs> this is like when they called fear intimidate all over again. <laughs> all right, so I listened to the podcast we did and then I also did a Men of Magic this week. Oh yeah. Telling me my book. And it's nothing against Beamy at all. I'm so much worse on the Men of Magic than I am with you. Like I'm just like stuttering and saying um all the time. I'm just like, "What? What's wrong with me? I'm I'm usually a, a composed speaker." So it's like it's almost like we've been doing this for years since the last time Ravnica came out. <laughs> since before Literals, before, literals. Yeah, uh, yeah it was the first, first. Well, we were podcasting during like Champions of Kamigawa. Yeah, yeah. The first ever was Champions of Kamigawa uh, states. Yeah. All right. This is a card. I'm one. One last card. It was previewed today. It's previewed in the Noel de Cordova. Like kind of like, hey, this is a fun deck card. This and, is a card too. Hey, I gotta tell you, I'm super jealous that I didn't get this card. Really? Like, really? I would like here. No, I'll make you a deal. You can have. Constructed staple syncopate. <laughs> it's been around forever. It's done a lot of great things. You it know, was a two of and a prosor top yeah, eight. Man, man, this card ten this, years ago. This card, this card, like yeah, people people try to get stuff. To, it, it stops it from coming back. It's it's awesome. Give me Niv Major's Elemental. I, I love this card. I think this card is. I mean, do you remember? Do you remember the deck I played? It was uh, it was it was a Billy deck with um, it was like, it was like Storm Elemental. Do you remember the? We also played with four Tarmogoyf Center sideboard. But I don't even remember what Storm Elemental is. I, I vaguely remember this deck It was in the context of me being like, don't play that deck. <laughs> yeah, Storm Elemental was like an R, and like... Did it, it get got, big, 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 and then big, dies? It got big based on Storm. It got a plus one, plus one counter. But it, was, it didn't say Storm. It was similar no, to Storm. No, it was something right? similar to Storm. It was called Storm Elemental. Um, and we, we, but we also had four Tarmogoyf Center sideboard. In your sideboard. Where they we belonged. Brought, we brought them in every... We were like, at the end of that tournament, I was like, everyone was like, let's buy Tarmogoyf. You remember These when Frank awesome. Carson was like previewing regionals that year and he's like, I don't think Tarmogoyf is good enough to play in the red-green deck. Not when you've got Scab Clan Mauler. <laughs> he was wrong. Um, the Nip Mages Elemental, this is also in that cycle with Judges Familiar and uh, Dryad Militia and whatnot. And, and Slitherhead. So this is the Is It one, so it's, it's red blue hybrid mana, creature elemental for a one two, which you've already established. One two for one is awesome. I mean, in a red deck, you just run it, right? Yeah. This is like a reverse pap, reverse dryad familiar. Um, this card, this card is like exile an instant or sorcery spell you control. Put two plus one plus one counters on Niv Mage Elemental. So it's two. So it's like it's basically like perm giant growths for anything. Like, so, I mean, so, it's, it's a kind of a weird 
that spell won't resolve, by the way. So, um, you you basically counter your own spell. You exile this. it, though. Yeah. What you know? What you know? Make might be good with like a like a yeah. desperate ravings. Yeah, absolutely. You get to you get to flashback the desperate ravings or the or the faithless looting, and this thing gets. Bigger. If you could just just make it go graveyard instead of exiling it, I would. I think yeah. I'd be now. Obviously, obviously, like like I, I've seen people talking about the card already. And you, you run into this sort of barrier all the time. You're like, well, then you get the front side of this. And, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, no, no. Yeah. Like, you, you're, 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 you're... Why is it Tybalt you're, better? You're, <laughs> That's what I want to know. You think twice and you're... But, but like, again, if you have cards in your yard, uh, you get to, you get to, you know, flash them back. Yeah. It's fine. You just, like, he, you know, he has... You really could of, do, like, 1,500 words on this guy? I could do... I mean, just, like, just think about this card in terms of... Turn one, just like this card to me goes right alongside, right in. I think this first of all, I think this card gets played in block. I think this card gets played in standard. I think this card gets played in modern, and I think this card will get played in legacy. I think this card, of all the cards we've looked at, you know, this is this is one of the cards that's going to be, yeah, a a big deal. I just, I think he's going to be a big deal. Okay, like like think about it. Just in terms of like you're just like okay, I play my I play my Niv Major Elemental on turn one in standard. And you know what? I'm just gonna throw. This. I think this is like where your Johnny Spike comes out. That my Jackass Spike doesn't. Like I could talk forever about Rakdos's return, but people are like, "Oh no, I can't! I can't ever see playing that." I'm like, "Oh, actually, oh yeah, you make a good. Oh yeah, I can see that now." But like, this is like your Golgari Grave Troll. Remember, like Mike, I think you should play Golgari Grave. Shut up, Beady. I'm not playing like, stupid Golgari Grave Troll. All right, just I'm playing Black White Cycling. I mean, uh, I mean, this, this is something. Remember that time about. I played Black White Cycling? Yeah. But th- this card. Um, in, it, you know, w- works with Storm, so you can exile Storm copies. This card works with Replicate. You can, you can, you can, you can exile, exile Storm copies. You can ex- you can exile copies of your Giga Drows. Do you just tap Mana and like it's Di's? Like essentially. Well, he works well with actual Izits, then, right? Yeah, yeah. And if you have any way to like copy a spell, so like. Stupid Chandra, you know Chandra, and you know make a copy of a spell. Like, well, I'll make a copy and I'll do this to that, and I'll make this guy bigger. But like, this guy comes down as a three, four, and turn one at the cost of two cards. Yes. Yeah, but that's all right. But that's like that's like Ritual Hippie. Ritual Hippie was perfectly fine. Yeah, well, I mean, Ritual Hippie, like he got he got his cards back though. Like, sure, it was like you put the card in a bank account. Okay, and then Ritual Juzamjin. Yeah, we just established already that <laughs> I wouldn't cut it these ritual- days. I don't know. I, I think it depends, okay? If we're talking about super he, mid-range format, he's not remotely good as that. what you're saying right now. He, he, he fights through. Like, like, the thing is, he, he puts so much pressure early. Yeah, I mean, like, a wall troll gets in front of him. I don't know. I think he's... I, th- I think you've convinced me that... I, I can see him working with a Delver, for example, right? Yeah, and, and Aquarian Dryad. Like... Like just like just like, how insane is what breeding pool? How did I miss that? <laughs> Whoa! What the actual breeding pools? I mean, are we unsummoning? I mean, it's pathetic. Would we be sick if they just like yeah? We'll just play with Aether Burst too. But like, but if they just gave you Aether Burst. Uh, but like this, this also like all your cards that are just. Like garbage like situational, yeah, you, you, get to garbage, just, you get yeah. to make them ungarbage. 
like, ah, murder your guy. Ah. Yeah, <laughs> never mind. Um, but also, so I'm sitting there, I play this guy, something doesn't happen for two turns. You know, I, so it's my turn too. I go, you know, play my Quarian, I play my, I can't play my Quarian Dry, but play a spell, like, kill your guy, right? Like, victim of night, your guy. I don't know how I'm victim of nighting, but... Victim- Blood crypted on the first yeah, turn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doomblade your guy, whatever. Yeah. And you're like, negate it. Like, uh, Negs. Okay. All right, I will exile my Doomblade and make this guy gigantic. Thanks, B. Yeah. I could play him in red-black. This card seems really, really small. I'm not sold on it, but I probably will be. Like, in a few months, I'll be like, remember that time when I invented New Magus Elemental? And you'd be like, actually... He's just like... Again... He's not just Tarmogoyf. But he he is. He is. Because Tarmogoyf doesn't come down as... uh, Yeah, he does. He does. (laughs) Sure. If you have a lot of stuff in your graveyard. No, like, if you just, like, start the game and, like, you bolt their one guy and crack a land, he's, like, a 3-4. Sure. Like... It's a lot less work. Yes. I, I, to me, to me, this guy is very easy to play. Flashback is cheap, a cheap spell, and he's he's a 3-4. And in that in that long game, he just, like... It, yeah, this card seems seems awesome to me. I think I think he's going to be very Tarmogoyfy. Okay. We'll see. I... I I didn't see it initially, but you know you're you're very enthusiastic about this card, so maybe you're right. I mean, I I could definitely see this being a frustrating card for me in the sense of like, yeah, like all of a sudden. But I mean, he gets bigger than Smiter. He gets bigger than the the Selesnia, The he gets bigger than the Tristani. Yeah, Likely. but the Tristani can just throw dudes in front of him. He doesn't have trample. Sure. Well, Tristani, I mean, it can, assuming you're doing other stuff, right? You're populating because you have other tokens. Sure. Yeah, I mean... But, I mean, this guy this guy can attack on turn two for five. I... In he the attack- abstract, I agree with you. The only thing that I'm concerned about is in this format, as I envision the format coming out, small creatures are all dead. That's why I think, like, that I'm not impressed by Rick's Mahdi. Sure. Uh, but... I am relatively impressed by Tristani because Tristani is way harder to kill because you can't kill it with a with an abrupt decay. Sure. You can't kill it with a what's the name of the thing I like the mortar red the red the, the, the uh, Mizzet mortars. Yeah, you can't kill it with that. You know, like versus like a lot of these other cards, you you can save your guy from the mortar at great cost. You know, like it's not it's not just a simple matter to save him from the mortar. You know. Sure. And you can't save him from abrupt decay ever. And people... Well, yeah, are, I mean... Oh, because you can't you counter counter it. You can't counter it, okay? Right. And, like... Uh, well, what if there's some way to make him indestructible? <laughs> or... No, no, of course. I mean, if you want to, like, actually play specialized cards against yeah. specialized cards, I, I'm fine with it. But, like, the other thing is, like, it's not like it's an inherent quality of him, how he's getting better. People will have some sort of unsummon. You were saying before that they're going to play Silent Departure. I, I think so. Well, I like, mean... Okay, this guy's horrendous against Silent Departure. Sure. Now, he might be good with Silent Departure. Those guys might be a squad, right? Yeah, like him, yeah. Delver, Silent Departure, they might go, and they might be all laced in arms, maybe hanging out with Talrand. I, I think I think a super... Actually, him and Talrand, right? Like, oh, it's Trigger Triggs. Yeah, yes. It's doable. Yeah, I think I think that... Uh, I think that if you were looking for a way to make is it work... Why is it? It's just going to be straight blue. Sure. I mean, you're just gonna. I mean, you're really. You're and just your mana's gonna, gonna be so good, actually. You're just, your mana's gonna be good. You're just not gonna play like 
red removal spells. I mean, like, Kokana won that Grand Prix with three... <laughs> what's the name? I never know what to put it in Oboto. It's not Shivan Reef, and it's not Steam Vents. Ca- uh, Cascade Bluffs? It's not Cascade Bluffs. It's not Caldera. Sulfur Vent? Sulfur... I no. Whichever... Sulfur Falls. Sulfur Falls. He won the Grand Prix with three Sulfur Falls. Sure. So... Yeah, this card, I, I, I like this card. I think that there's a lot of, like... Like, you know, like I, I would like to draw a card with my Think Twice. Uh, you know what? I'd like to actually my Think Twice to just make this guy bitter because it's good right now. I can see that. Like, and you certainly... Hey. You could Balloon Pants it. Balloon Pants? Yeah. You won plus two, plus two, flying. Oh, oh, sure. Throw the pants on it. First turn dude, second turn that thing. Then at some point in the future, you could grow it. You just like three, four. Same thing as what you want to do. Sure. Except for I didn't actually have to, like, blow a card to do it. It's like, he oh, has yeah, flying. You, you do blow a card to do it. I mean, what if I t- I'm playing in the same deck as Geist of St. Traft and I put that on my Geist? Sure. Yeah, now it's respectable to you. Now that I named a real card that people will play, you'll play with the balloon pants. But when I just, I wanna, just when I want to talk about your card, it's not respectable. But, but the, the idea is that, like, all these cards that are just in your yard... Like that, like it turns all your cards, like all these cards in your graveyard into flashback split cards, right? Like it turns them into that's, these that's cool. flashback split cards where it's like draw a card or give Nip Mage's Elemental plus two plus two for freezies for free. Yeah. Okay. I don't want to talk about this guy anymore. You're like beating me down. Like I'm like a door, and you're like the Hulk's so, foot. So, so the deck that we're gonna play. Speaking of the, the Hulk's deck foot, gonna, the deck that we're gonna play is Nip Mage's Elemental and uh, Collective Flash. Right? Okay, I have an exciting <laughs> thing to actually talk about. Okay. Go get the game Avengers Initiative for iPad, okay? I actually saw an ad for it in, in uh, like, you know, Apple sends you, like, email or whatever. Yeah. I'm like, what's this? I'm like, this is all right. And so, like, I got it. And, like, now I understand, like, all the idiots who play WoW all night. <laughs> it's basically, like, micro WoW, but you play Avengers characters. And, like, I just played, like, probably 15 hours of it in, like, the last two days. <laughs> Busy playing Legacy of Heroes. Oh, Legacy of Heroes. Now, what is Legacy of Heroes, Brian? Superhero card game that you should be playing if you want to play a superhero card game. Oh, okay. It's not a card game. It's like a wow. Digital card game. Oh, okay. No, I. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought. Yeah, yeah. No, it's like literally like it's actually like a cross between WoW and Street Fighter. I saw, I saw a review of it today actually. It got, it got a very good review. No, it got a, it got a medium review. Um, I don't know. Uh, I was excited because I like the graphics and I like Hulk the best and you could get all different outfits for Hulk and I'm like oh look one of these idiots who plays WoW all day <laughs> oh I have to get a lot of gold so that I could buy a different helmet for Hulk <laughs> my wife's like literally she woke me up this morning she's like did you stay up all night playing that stupid Hulk game and I'm like not all night <laughs> I got an hour and a half of sleep <laughs> she's like don't you have books to write apparently not I'm podcasting instead all right, is that it? Is that it? that's that, it for our that, cards? That, that's that's all that that's all that uh, I've seen uh, so far. This was everything that was previewed up through today so. on the on the official website. I mean, there may have been some other cards that got uh, spoiled elsewhere today. Like I don't know. Like I mean, there may have been some other official spoiler cards. I think I saw did uh, like Chris Lansdale may have had one. I didn't the see. Notions guys may have had see. one. Um, I'm just curious. Dead air, dead air. Oh, keep talking. Air is dead. Talk about the Avengers Initiative some more. Why don't you? All right, so you could play Hulk. 
and no other characters right now. So if you beat the game real quick like I did, just pretty much do the same levels over and over again. <laughs> I know I'm really selling this game now. <laughs> Look, I like it. I like it loose. That's it. Um, let's talk about basketball then while you're looking for stuff. Okay. Sorry about that. I can't find it. So. All right. So people were disappointed that we didn't talk about basketball. I like all the older sins. The Knicks. so we haven't talked about basketball since June. I think. Sure. Okay. So the Knicks have a whole bunch of older sins. Yeah. But they're really good older sins. Older than older. Like really, like they're like, like if you had like some dirt, some stones, but you were gonna build a foundation with them, you could do a lot worse than J. Kidd and Marcus Camby. Oh, I thought you were gonna say if you had like some dirt. They're older than it. They are older, <laughs> older than, than it. Older than dirt. And they're like, like Marcus Camby's still real good. Jake Kidd's still really good. And Did they get Kurt Thomas too. I, I don't. I don't know. Yes. I don't. I don't. We yeah, we did. We got okay. Kurt Thomas. If you say so. I don't know. You don't have Jeremy Lin anymore. No, we got Kurt Thomas though, and Jake Kidd. And then you have a good. You have a good replacement for Landry though, right? Brewer. Uh, Brewer. Uh, we also have uh, Raymond Felton as our point guard. Okay, that's not a good replacement. Brewer's a pretty good replacement. And you know, um, your actual all stars could <laughs> they they might they might do some damage. We got Carmelo, right? we got Amari. I mean, I mean, Amari's coming in this year, actually healthy. I feel like your team should be able to do something. Those guys had been very good in the. We past. still have J.R. Smith. <laughs> Not helping. <laughs> Jr. Was, was awesome for us. Like Jr. Jr. just like that the random guy. You, you need. want to talk about Shumpert some more now too? I love Shumpert. Yeah. I love. Shumpert. I think. I, honestly, I think I think. It, let me let me tell you something. You are going to Golgari grave troll all over Shumpert. I am. Yeah, a year from now, we're going to be talking to you and be like, I always same thing you did to me with David Lee. Same thing you did I, to me with Landry. Really? Because the first time you said anything about David Lee, you're like, he's really good. I'm like, all right, he comes off the bench, and I watch him. I'm like, oh no, he's really good. Yeah. That's what I remember doing. You, no, think you, 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 you might go, remember doing that, but you also remember a year later, you're like, I told you David Lee was good. You Golgari grave trolled me. Well, you didn't Golgari grave troll me, but you did what you do with other cards. <laughs> You Which like, cards are these? I don't remember them. You, the Golgari Game Troll you, is by definition. Fields. I'm like, oh, Landry Fields really good. Like, Shut no, up. I'm the one who said like, Landry Fields really good. You're like, no, he doesn't play well with the, with, no, the, with no, Carmelo. At, at the point where Landry Fields was no longer any good, I said he was no good. He's good. He's fine. I would not have let him go, and I wouldn't have let Lynn go. Yeah. I would not. <laughs> I don't understand preemptively signing Felton before the, the Lynn deal was not done. Yeah, I, I mean they're stupid. Like whatever Woodson like completely blew it by telling him that he would get a fifty million dollar deal if he asked for it. I don't care if he asks for two hundred million. We'll just sign him. Like, I mean, you wonder if he goes to his agent and says, "Hey, I think I could get more money than they're offering me." Well, he he. Did. I don't think he wanted to play with the Knicks. Really? Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, I think he he there he would not have been Lynn Sanity in freaking Houston. Sure, he struck. Well, I mean, probably would be <laughs> Meg. Insanity I mean, only happens because you're in the greatest city in the world. There was Ming sanity in Houston. Okay, Yao Ming is like really good and like a million feet tall. Like, Lin's like, I mean, like, let's be honest, Lin's really exciting to watch and a good point guard. But like, in terms of the point guard position, <laughs> there are a lot of really good point guards. Like, Lin. He, he, he stru- I mean, I, from what I've seen, is he structured the deal. He, he, he told them to set the deal up in a way that it was. To annihilate the. I mean, I understand how it works. Yeah. Like, like he, like he didn't, I don't think he wanted to be a Nick. He didn't want to play with Carmelo. Like, he doesn't get to... He liked playing with the Knicks when Carmelo wasn't playing. He's like, oh, really? I get to just take all the shots, and I get to, you know, score all the points, and I get all the, you know, attention. But he didn't, he didn't want to play with... I actually, I thought he was a, a bit better than 
than um, my team's point guard last year. I thought he was better than Kyrie Irving. They did the, the basically very similar games, like drive to the basket kind of game. Both of them are turnover prone. Um, I mean, you know, Kyrie's only, only a first year player, uh, but you know, I, I I don't see Raymond Felton as being an adequate replacement for Lynn. I think I think he was an elite point guard, it, it, not the best point guard, but sure. an elite point guard. I don't I don't see Raymond Felton in that in that class. But then I didn't see Ramon Sessions in that class either, and Ramon Sessions <laughs> highly targeted by many playoff contending teams. Yeah. Like uh, I, I, I felt Felton's fine. I, I felt fine. I think he's. The, I think the problem he's, is, he Felton had a terrible first half. Last year. He had a terrible first half. Last year. I understand that the Knicks are trying to replace the Chinese American fan base that they built with Linsanity. No, that's that's with, done. That's over. The, I know they're replacing it. With an overweight American <laughs> fan base. <laughs> well, we get on the Chinese. There's a lot of fat people. <laughs> really, you know, really going to latch on to Raymond Felton as one of their own. He smells like meat. <laughs> they're like, they're like, you know, we don't have Byron. <laughs> we don't have Baron Davis anymore. <laughs> still, I mean, technically, Baron's still sitting around. Yeah, he's still he's waiting. He's he's still like involved with the Knicks. He's not not a Nick, right? Like, I don't. Is he? <laughs> He's just—he's just not. He can't play this year. He's—he's he's gonna be hurt all year. But so, uh, he's gonna come back. He, you know, be... so they can play a backcourt of Baron Davis and Raymond Felton. You're telling me, right? They are gonna. And have, by the way, they're Andre, gonna have the court. Andre Blatch is still not out of the discussion. I'm just telling you. They're gonna according have the to Nick's blog, Andre Blatch is still. There's gonna be a lot of chewing cud, waving around an orange and blue pennant. <laughs> <laughs> so you're really you're not gonna I can't believe this is what I really can't believe yeah so all you guys have the chance to defect to Brooklyn I understand you're not gonna defect to Brooklyn I get it shut, the, shut up but that's not the thing I can't believe I can't believe that Brooklyn has decided to brand Brook Lopez as one of their big four not just that but they gave him a max contract yeah they're paying him more than NBA All-Star an elite player Gerald Wallace like six time All-Star Nick, if you know how hard Nick, it is Knicks Knicks fans and Brooklyn fans, Knicks fans and Nets fans have a real rivalry finally. Yeah. And the rivalry is this. You had a worse <laughs> off season. No, you had a worse off season. It's not easy to have two max contract players on your team, and one of them is Brooke Lopez, and the other one is six time all star Joe Johnson. <laughs> who is by far I mean, now that okay, first of all, so the is, is the Heat have Richard Lewis now? So Lewis took the biggest pay cut of anybody. He doesn't even get paid a million anymore. He used to be the number one paid player in the NBA. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like twenty eight million to less than one million, like this. <laughs> but like now, now that Richard Lewis no longer has a, a max contract, like Joe Johnson's got to be the most overpaid player in the NBA, right? She's like slightly below average card with six All Star games, <laughs> twenty five million dollar contract. But how do how do they afford him? But why would they give Brook Lopez? Uh, a, a max contract. How are they going to trade him with a max contract? This Maybe when it's expiring. <laughs> I mean, but the thing is, like, I mean, maybe D. Will will be will be motivated to play this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris Humphreys is very good, and you know, as long as as long as Gerald doesn't get hit by a a truck, and by truck I mean a, a defending player. <laughs> you know, I think they should actually have. They should be a playoff team this year. Yeah, I think I think I think I think the Knicks are certainly a playoff team. No, no, I meant the Nets. The yeah, Knicks are I, certainly a playoff team. I I think that I first of all I still believe that the Knicks could have fared better this year 
yeah, with, I mean, with the the players that they signed to play for them. Had you know, I, had Amari not punched a freaking fire. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean that was that was that was the point where things are sort of like bubbling they, over. They had no like, mental game anymore. Yeah, Lynn like, refused to play. Like like, 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 like they needed like Lynn needed to have not been hurt. And uh, like I mean, I, I think Shumpert getting hurt in the Heat game was terrible. I mean, it was, right, just, so it was let's, huge. Let's see. So let's match up the players, okay? Um, interestingly. So LeBron obviously better than Carmelo, but Carmelo matches but, up very but, well. Against yeah, LeBron. but what I was going to say, like, of all the mismatches you're going to have in the East, like, I think Carmelo defrays Carmelo, a lot of the, the LeBron damage. Carmelo historically has yes, Trump historically trumped LeBron. As a longtime Cavs fan, I'm aware of Carmelo and his terrible no defense teams beating LeBron's good teams. Okay, <laughs> so um, yes, yeah, so I'm saying like, obviously LeBron's the best player in the NBA by a mile right now. Yeah, but yeah. Carmelo, I, I, and as much as much as I want to give. LeBron shit all the time. Like yeah. he's how really you, good. How do you not look at what he did in the playoffs, in the in the finals, and in the Olympics, and just go, holy crap, that guy is. You know he is a, he is a. He's not going to win any six titles like he's, Michael. But he's a Pantheon player. He's a, he's just. He's, I mean, like sorry, I, I'm gonna make devil's advocate, okay? Sure. I don't think that LeBron is going to be able to sustain a level of play that Kevin Garnett was able to sustain. But Kevin Garnett did it in a place where he was never going to be able to win a title. Then he finally goes and wins one title. He's not going to win any more titles. Okay? Sure, sure. But Kevin Garnett played really good basketball for a long time. I don't think LeBron's going to sustain at the same level as Kevin Garnett. Or, by another token, or Tim Duncan, who already won three titles. Four titles, I'm sorry. Yeah. And almost won another title this year, right? The problem for LeBron right now is Thunder aren't getting any worse. Yeah. CNN is still a legitimate threat. Isn't, isn't like, isn't... Denver just kind of insane. Yeah. Denver had the best offseason in the NBA. I mean, Denver's. Denver just seems insane. I, I don't to understand me. how people were just fixating on how good the <laughs> LA Lakers are. The replacement that Denver had, they're like, Denver took crappy players and replaced them with the third best small forward in the NBA. Granted, they're like, oh, he's worse than LeBron and KD. I agree. Who no, cares? Yeah. yeah. He's still a top 10 player. Yeah, Iguodala was like also playing on just like a. A kind of like just like talk about no mental game team like the the Sixers were just like which okay. just always seemed like such a mess. Here's the problem though, Denver is the worst coach team in the NBA. George Carl is so bad. Like he doesn't play for re- he plays literally. He has these insane players and just refuses to play them. He just keeps playing. I mean I don't know. Luckily management traded away the players that he wanted to play. But like I mean I think Denver's going to win. I think 59 games this year. They're going to be top half Denver of the West. And LA obviously is going to be. So here's the thing. So, I mean, but, but yeah, yeah LA. Like, LA is going to be there's, insane. There's a lot of question marks like, in LA. There's a lot of question marks in LA. I mean, so here's the thing. I mean, like. Any they, of those players could just, except for. I mean, actually, any of those all star players LA, could just go over the edge. Certainly there's right? someone in LA holding up a handful of dirt going, You think your dirt's old? Look at this dirt. Okay, so. I mean, they've got some old dirt too. So here's the thing. Here's the question marks in LA. Can Steve Nash, who's among the best floor generals in the history of the NBA, who's never won a title, by the way, yeah, yeah. control. Control Kobe, okay? I mean, Kobe asked him to come there, right? That's okay. the narrative. Okay, so, I mean, does that mean he's, like, asking him to control him? Because Kobe's out of control. Like, that team is way better but, than their but, record last year. Kobe's out of control because there's no one... In his mind, there's no one else who can take any control, right? I there's, mean, no one else, there's no one else he respects enough to make the decision about who should, who should get the ball or who should take a shot, right? Like, he's just like, it's... And I'm not defending. I, I, I'm I, saying like just Kobe's mentality seems to be like, hey, no one else is going to do it. I'm going to do it. But like, and he's just played with these amazing players his whole career, and he has this mentality. Okay, whatever. 
Uh, but so the question is that I mean, but, he's won games when he's had those amazing players. Okay, so he's you, won titles. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. But when because we have Shaquille O'Neal in the year two thousand, <laughs> it's hard to lose a game. Sure, but when like, he but when he hasn't had, well, like, he certainly didn't have the same caliber of players last year. They were great last year. I mean, they. I mean, players. so here, here's the, here's here's the problems, right? Powell's a year older. I mean, I think Powell's still an elite level player, probably. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Give me an NBA team that's Serge Ibaka. That's that's just the Spanish Armada. Yeah. From from that team looked that awesome. Good. That team looked awesome. Just give me Serge Powell and Marcus All, and then like, <laughs> uh, give me a couple like. Hold hold. Eh, hold. Give me Raymond Felton and Jason. They got Kidd. Ricky Rubio too. Yeah, right? Yeah, whatever. Okay, right? so, okay, so hold on, so. So, how's your older? You don't even need them. Just, just two point question guards. mark there, right? Two guards. Here's the thing. I I don't understand the narrative of the NBA media because anybody who's the target destination of uh, of Andrew Bynum is now a contender. Like everyone's just like, oh well, if the Cavs get Andrew Bynum, they're an instant contender. Like, every single team, like who's going to get Andrew Bynum's an instant contender? But then yet for LA, like oh well, this is a huge upgrade over Andrew Bynum. It doesn't work both ways. I, sure. Certainly, Dwight Howard I, I, could be an upgrade to Andrew Bynum. But he's two years older. I would, I would, I would, ra- I would rather have Bynum. Yep. Yeah. Hey, Larry James, second lieutenant, ball spot. Your country's beautiful. I didn't go over there to kill nobody, but what happened was they put me in the uniform, and I had to do what I had to do. We're actually doing an interview right now, so okay. sorry. Thanks. Hi, Gary. That's uh, right. Yeah. We'll talk tomorrow. We'll talk tomorrow. We'll be here. Uh, where's the movie theater at? That way. It is. I, I bought a ticket for a movie. Oh, no, wait. The movie, that then it's probably that way. It is? Yeah. There's Are one. Sure? Yeah. I'm, I'm, there's certainly a movie theater that way. It is? Absolutely. Okay. Have a good night. So, um... You guys have a good life. All right. This is row. All right. My, uh, my major is medicine. So to be a doctor. Saving life. So this... Should I say... Is, are you sure this is... I'm way? sure there's a movie theater that way. So, um... I don't remember what I... Okay, so you think that Bynum would have been better to keep them? I... 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 I, I mean, like, Howard's just... First of all, it's just... I mean... First I mean, of all... What, what is... Is it, is it just all some, like, collective wink... That he was actually fine, and his back's not hurt, and he was just closing down. He's two inches shorter than Andrew Bynum, and two years older. Yeah, and he just had back surgery. I mean, like, I don't know. I think he's a question. He's obviously a great player historically, but we don't know. Right. I I think he's. I think he's a question mark. And I mean, I mean, and he's clearly, clearly a bigger head case than Bynum. Clearly a bigger head case than Bynum. And you're putting him on the same as Kobe Bryant. Yeah. yeah. So clearly a bigger head case than Bynum. I mean, because he just like he's like, well, you know what? I want to be traded. No, you know what? I'm gonna sign it. I'm gonna sign. I'll sign. I'll sign. I'll sign. I'll sign. I'll sign. I'll, yeah, I'll stay a year. By the way. By the way, I want to be traded. Off season. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's just like, and Mike Brown is not gonna be able to control. I mean, come on. Mike, I mean, there's, I watched Laker games last year where Mike Brown is literally just like. Fishing a, a, a knob of earwax out of his ear while Kobe's drawing up a play cannot, in the huddle. I cannot believe that we are accusing poor Dwight Howard and poor Kobe Bryant of head caseness on the same team as Meta World Peace. <laughs> I mean, like, he just concussed Harden. I don't apologize to. Re- what did he say? I don't apologize to re- rejects or something. He's like yeah. bench players, replacements. I mean, he's like. All right, let's talk like, about the Thunder instead. 
Let's talk about, talk about first. We'll talk about this. I'm kind of a little frightened. Where might have end up? He ended up on the Sixers, right? Yeah. Like, like that's. Three. They're not retaining him. No way. He's going to Cleveland next year. If not Cleveland, somebody. Okay, but like, the Sixers were pretty solid. Yeah, they were really good. Mental, you know, I mean, I, I kind of like I said, a, a little bit of a knucklehead team, but like. I don't know. Okay, I think the Sixers improved a little bit. Yeah. Okay, I think that Denver improved dramatically. Yeah. I think that the Lakers maybe. I think there's a lot of there's a lot of question marks, but the Lakers potentially improve. I don't think they're a 61 team. I think I'd see like Denver winning like 59 <laughs> games. I think the Lakers won like 57 games. I think who that, do you who do you well who do you I like? Think, who do you like? Um, in the West, Spur, Spurs or Lakers? Spurs. Okay. Thunder or Lakers? Thunder. Denver. Or I think the I think Denver's a better regular season team. I think the Lakers would is a better playoff team because because uh, just Celtic it up. No, well, they're going to play low rotation, right? So they you don't have to like a lot of the time you know like Spurs strategy they just rest all their good players during the regular season, which is actually what what got them against the Thunder. They were used to playing a ten man rotation. All of a sudden, like their thirty four year old guys have to play against these twenty two year old guys who are just as good as them, and you know they had won whatever. 20 games in a row and they lost four in a row. Now, I think the Thunder is an amazing team because if they can get Harden to do what they already got Ibaka to do, I mean, like, just stone take less money than he could get in another team, not even max contracting him, like, I mean, Harden's really going to be like, oh, yeah, sure, I'll just take less money, no problem. Is he going to? I don't know. Like, they had... I mean, you don't... I, I mean, the thing is... Like, the team had, like, a top two power forward... The top two small forward, <laughs> a top one shooting guard, but that's like super overrated point guard. I mean, like it's, that it's team's to, unreal. But, but at the same time, it's hard to not like when you have that opportunity to cash out. Like you have that, you 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 positioned your whole life so, towards getting your big payday. I mean, it's hard 20, to not. I mean, what do they pay Ibaka? Twenty-two million dollars. It's a lot of money. Yeah, like, yeah. oh, he didn't get twenty-seven million dollars though. You know, you know, he, he doesn't have Joe Johnson money. He doesn't have Brooke <laughs> Lopez money. <laughs> Come on! <laughs> I mean, I, can you really listen? You're James Harden. Well, okay. Maybe that's maybe that's a negotiating tactic. So, well, maybe that's a negotiating tactic for this for the Thunder. Okay, They're like, well, you know, we can give you this, or we can give you Joe Johnson. Okay, okay, so, okay. Here, like, okay, so <laughs> let's just imagine this. You're James Harden's agent, okay? <laughs> James Harden, who's the second coming of Manu Ginobili, who, by the way, kept like 15 million dollars his entire freaking career because. San Antonio's got something in the water that they could just grow second round draft picks into, <laughs> into all stars and never pay them. Okay, like you're like, oh, Kawhi Leonard, no problem. He'll make six million dollars the rest of his career too. <laughs> what did they just? What did they just pay Timmy ten million dollars? <laughs> like, oh, Manu, Tony, we got you guys in the second round. You can't possibly be worth next contract maybe it's money. Like college football, maybe they've got just got alumni funneling extra money to them. I mean, like. So, so James Harden, the second coming to manage Joe was James, come off the bench, buddy. <laughs> Not even a starter. You're the you're the Dion Waiters of <laughs> of the Oklahoma City Thunder, right? So they've got Harden, right? And he's he's looking around. He's like, wait, I'm Dwayne Wade with a three point shot, and I'm like ten years younger, and I'm really gonna. S- <laughs> Really gonna sign like the seventeen million dollar contract? It's not even a matter of the cut, right? I mean, I mean, at some point you also just want to be the star of the team. Like, like there's, I actually, there's certainly like, an for, ego. For Harden, are... for Harden in particular, I think that's bad. He's like, he's the greatest pure, he's the greatest pure scorer of the modern era. 
and he's so overshadowed by by KD's volume. And, and the problem, and, and I'm and, not. I, and he's, he's also overshadowed by like by Westbrook. By Westbrook, bricks. yeah. So like the, the thing is, it's crazy. Is like I'm certainly not knocking KD because usually I don't like volume scores, but KD's amazing at volume scoring. Yeah, he's not like you know an AI type player, you know, or one of the you know shoot first point guard or something. You know, he's just literally a super efficient volume scorer. And he can do what he needs to do. And, like he, he can he, also he can also just say I'm, I'm I'm. And he's like one of these I'm LeBron a, guys. He can play three positions. You know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But like literally. James Harden's points per shot are... He is the greatest pure scorer of the modern era, and he just sits there scoring 10 points a game less than... Less than but I guess he does what he's supposed to do, right? Like, he comes off the bench, crushes the opponent's seven, second unit, hits open threes, and then play makes while Westbrook's having a, a mental breakdown on the other side of the backcourt. Like, <clears throat> like, I feel like Harden could just go somewhere, be the top dog, for, for several years, and then on the downside of his career, have oh, the he career just he's having, it up, yeah, like yeah. <laughs> have the career he's having now. Just like just like cherry pick a championship team every year for five years down the back stretch of his career, and like just come down. Oh, he and, could literally be Ginobili, right? Yeah, thirty four years old, <laughs> like scores one point seven points per shot or something, but only takes ten shots a game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just like, like just you the know, back end of his career, just like super efficient, just like, small just like mercenary himself out. For whatever amount of money. So what team? What team do you envision? People are talking Phoenix, but why would he go to a non-contender? That's what I don't understand. He's are you, so are you, good. Are you thinking about Cleveland? No, either? Cleveland would not. I mean, I, I think Cleveland is a horrendous place for him to go. Right. First of all, I, <coughs> I think. How about? How about I think how about, this Waiters I, I think, guy is a is I'll a you, serious I'll problem. Where, I'll like, tell you where he's go. like, like, I know, I know where he's going. Dallas. He could go. Dallas desperately needs him. Dallas would be amazing. And there's only one team that needs him more. Team that's suddenly devoid of a superstar, Orlando. What, Orlando can't build fast enough. Why? If you're Harden, you're like the best shooting guard in the league. Why do you go to Orlando? I mean, I would sooner see him go to San Antonio. Sure, and like play with sure. the literal Ginobili. Sure. Like, Manu, teach me how to play like you. Like, well, unfortunately, James, we can't both come off the bench and destroy the second unit. <laughs> like, oh. My GM learned from your GM, so he just does exactly what your GM does, but we're younger than you guys. <laughs> so, yes, I noticed. Uh, Cleveland's tried to do the exact same thing. We drafted Harden, too. <laughs> but I know, I know the thing is, you can't play Harden and Waiters and Kyrie. They're all, they're all shoot guards. I think, I, think, I think that, I mean, the Magic have to make up. Not this year. They're going to, like, this, I, I mean, look at well, Har- Harden's still signed for the year. Harden's not going to. He expires this year. Oh, so you're saying that they're going to trade him? I think. I, mean, I they're think. Just gonna, aren't they going to just like? You think they're just going to luxury tax? They're in Oklahoma City. They don't have enough money to pay the players they have now. Yeah, like know. they don't. They don't have Cavs Dan's casino billions. Like maybe they want Iman Shumpert. All right, so <laughs> I think Dallas is a superb destination for Harden if they don't do some. Da- magic. Well, da- Dallas has to. I mean, Dallas has to do something, right? Like they've just missed out on everyone they've been aiming for. Dallas and Cleveland are both going to be completely different teams next year. The Cavs have, like, Kyrie and after Daniel Gibson this year, they have, like, no players on on contract. So, like, basically what's happening is, like, they're not pulling the trigger. They could have had any of these superstars they wanted. Bynum said he wanted to go to Cleveland, right? And, like, why wouldn't he, right? They had a million picks this year. They have a million picks next year, and he gets to play with Kyrie. What if if Dallas just Miami heats it up and just gets Bynum and Harden? Yeah, they could easily do that. I think, I think... I think so. It's just a question. But can't, of, but can't the Magic also just do that? No, they have no building blocks. They've li- like, I mean, they have like one above average. Sh- I mean, whatever. They have like an above average power forward. 
They traded but Ryan Anderson away. Look at all those car players they got in those trades. <laughs> Didn't they get all the players? Oh my god! If you look at the math on the deal that they, that they, they it was, it's so bad. It's among the worst deals I've ever seen. I mean, you, they are, they. You look at how much all the other teams win, uh, improve. They get worse by a, a greater margin. So it's like okay. So I've got this 1975 Topps baseball pack here, and I'm opening it up, and we're going to divide up the contents. Yeah. And I'm going to get the George Brett rookie card. <laughs> you get the gold. <laughs> Like, you look at these games like... It's old gum. It's worth a lot. You see, like, maybe, like, L.A. improves by, I don't know, three games or whatever. Like, Denver makes out like bandits. They improve by, like, nine games. Okay, like, you know, Philadelphia improves by two games. But Orlando... might improve by more than two games. Whatever. They, they improve by some... Uh, these guys improve by, you know, single-digit <laughs> games, all of them. Well, but Orlando declines by 30 games. So, like, the, the players they took are bad. Yeah. <laughs> And the player they gave away is cut. the player they gave away is the best player in his position at the best player at the well, most. Well, I mean, again, we, uh, uh, to fair, we've said uh, he's oh, a question okay. mark. He's All a right, question so mark. There's like the best is Tyson Chandler, right? At that, but position. I'm saying, but I'm saying, we've also yeah. established that he's a question mark. That he's he's coming off injury. He's a head case. What? He's 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 really damaged. I mean, he's damaged his brand in a way. That I think he's like LeBron damaged his brand too. <laughs> it looks like he got a title. But 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 is but is Dwight Howard LeBron? No, I mean, I think Dwight Howard's had better seasons than LeBron more than once. But I mean, I don't know. Beat LeBron heads up in you know whatever sure. 2010, yeah. 2009, whatever year it was. Yeah. I hate LeBron. I don't want to think about it anymore. <laughs> but like I mean, Cleveland's gonna like they're 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 running this thing so they have another like. Six picks this year. Although I really didn't so wait, like so the you, deal. I, I haven't been paying attention that much on, yeah. on, 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 on the Thunder. So, so you're saying Harden's going to end up somewhere else before the season starts? Okay, no, no, no not before the season starts. Okay, I think they're going to keep Harden at least till, till midway in the season, sure. right? But I think that like, but then they just go. They're like, we're going to cycle Harden now yeah. for two young players. So no, not for usually. I think that all the media that I've read is like they're going to take like a pretty good guard in some kind of like bad trade to get rid of Harden. To a contender, then his his contract will expire. But the problems is Harden's like incredibly good, and you can't just like it'd be like all right. So you have the Cavs that were like the LeBron era Cavs that like went pretty deep in the playoffs like several years in a row. Like, well, we know LeBron's going to expire, so we'll trade him for I don't know like uh, Joe Johnson. Okay, <laughs> so we got an All Star too. <laughs> like that's a they're both wings. <laughs> Right, you can't do that. Like the team is no longer a contender when you cha- you trade like literally one of the best players in the league for like a pretty good wing. So uh, I mean, like yeah, they've still got like still got Westbrook, still got KD. You know, still got Baca's really good too. But I, I like Baca. Oh, really impressed me. I, yeah, he's I had, incredibly I good. Was watching, watching him in the yeah, uh, Baca's exactly the kind of player that I like. You know, like the Ben Wallace style. Doesn't make a lot of noise, just makes a lot of stats. Sure. Big man. Um, I mean, his defense is insane. I mean, like, but the, the the Thunder formula is like, you have to deal with KD in the front in the, in the front line, and then like your 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 starters are getting a rest, and you have, now you have to deal with Harden. Like, it, it you can't just you know, snap your fingers. Maybe we'll get like, but but you know what. Halfway through the season, 
who's going to have a terrible expiring contract that they can trade to the Thunder for Harden? Orlando. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so your, your, your strategy is that, like, Orlando will just take Harden for the second half of the season and then he's going to walk. Harden's well, not going to yeah. re-sign in Orlando. Well, I mean, first of all, putting that aside, you're saying Orlando wouldn't do that? Are you saying, are you are saying, you... Brian, that's preposterous. Orlando would never do something that stupid. Did Isaiah Thomas take an official role in Orlando? No, I no, no, noticing? he's too busy talking to Dolan again. He's, he's getting an official. First of all, he never left, right? Yeah, he just yeah, wasn't yeah. quietly there. Yeah. But he's going to be like the official assistant to the GM or whatever. Anyway, yeah. Um... Yeah, I, I don't think the Cavs can get Harden. I think I think he's probably going to go to Dallas. Sure. I mean, Dallas is going to get like. But, but wouldn't wouldn't? But by the same token, wouldn't the Thunder? Why would the Thunder want him? To, they wouldn't want him to go to Dallas. No, they. But they don't. Oh, but you're saying. No, what I'm saying, saying is hey, like you're saying for that six months and then he signed something. No, no, no. Else. What I'm saying is like I think they worked magic with Ibaka. If they can work magic with Harden again, yeah, that'd be sweet. Sure. But you think that Harden wants to be the big... It's just the Carlos right. Boozer but situation, I'm, but I'm, right? But I'm saying, but I'm saying like, I, I honestly, I, I, don't, I don't think it's implausible. So, like, the Magic trade term. Yeah. They say, whatever. They're like, we have no guarantees. But then, they, then they, but they, can't they make a play for, like, Bynum Harden? And I don't know, you know, just like just like Miami Heat, just, like, erect a team out of, out of nowhere. Like, you just need a big three. Ooh, like, that's you, a formula. You, you're talking about a team erecting a team out of nowhere. It starts out with Dwayne Wade. So, sure. And the, the thing is, like, they are, had already set up their, their salary to collapse so that they could just take all their money and put it into these other two all-star players. For whatever reason, LeBron decides to take $10 million or more or less than, than he's worth. I mean, I guess he wants to go win multiple championships, and he might do that. Um, but the... Uh, by, by the opposite token, you know, Orlando has no building blocks. Like, I, the thing is, like, I mean, I could see Cleveland being a destination, but he's the wrong position. They already have waiters and. But then, but if, and, that's, the, if and, that's the case, if he's that Irving, good, then why wouldn't you just trade one of them and fortify it a different position? We, the, the problem is, there's too much of a perception that Westbrook is. Oh, oh no, Cleveland's all in on the Thunder model. They're they're okay. underspending and they're okay. they're getting advanced stats guys. The thing that I don't like, I didn't like the Zeller trade where Jay Crowder was forecasted by the blog that I follow as um, the second best pick in the... And, what uh, blog is this? Wages of Wins. Okay. And, I mean, yeah, so uh, Mark Cuban also follows it, which is why he had Cleveland take Crowder late in the second and then traded for him. So, um, yeah, so the... Uh, I, I think that... Like, uh, the Cavs are, are hoping that Waiters develops into a Dwayne Wade-type player. Problem is, he's too predicated on athleticism, right? So what if he's, like, not the best athlete on the floor, and he can't do what he has to do? If he's the best athlete on the floor, then, yeah, he can play with Dwayne Wade. But he came into the summer league fat. He came in Felton-sized. Like, I mean, it, it just... I don't know. I, I think it... I, I, we like to call that felt up. What if the Cavs trade Anderson Verge out of Dallas? I think that that's actually Paul. The thing is, like, Verajao's too... He's going to be too old to be a contributor on the Cavs team when the Cavs go full thunder, sure. right? So the Cavs, like, obviously could have made the playoffs last year. They might have been able to make the playoffs the year before, but they hella tanked, right? Sure. They were in seventh position when they decided to, to just bench Kyrie for the rest of the season. Like, Kyrie, did you play well enough to be rookie of the year? Yeah, congratulations. The next 30 games off. <laughs> they just didn't play Kyrie for, like, the entire second half of the season. 
And, you know, they're like, oh, we have two first-round draft picks. Ooh, there's six picks this year. Like, da-da-da. And they're like, oh, every single, every single player on the market wants to come here for our, for our casino billions, but we won't pull the trigger on any of them. I think they're going to tank again this year. There's, there's so many picks. And they're like, and then, boom. Like, for next year, they're going to, like, they're going to have, they're going to have, like, Kyrie, maybe still have Verajao. Tristan's going to develop. Tristan's going to be really good, I think. Tristan Thompson, he's going to... They drafted Tristan Thompson to be Ben Wallace 10 years younger than he is right now. And they drafted Waiters to be uh, Dwayne Wade 10 years younger. And then they're just going to actually pull the trigger on established All-Stars. And then all of a sudden they're going to have like five All-Star caliber players. They're going to be like, whatever, LeBron. None of their players are as good as LeBron, but they have five of them. <laughs> I think that's what they're going to try to do because Kavzan only cares about winning and he has casino billions. Because all he did with the LeBron James era was... Whereas the Knicks plan is the Knicks Spendables. So, <laughs> the Knicks Spendables are going to like, we're going to get, All right, how many we're going to get Marcus Camby, Kurt Thomas, um, Jay Kidd. Jay Kidd. We're going to get them all out of retirement. They're not retired. Really? <laughs> They're not? All right. All right. Well, let's end the podcast on this. How many Expendables are there? Eight Expendables, ten Expendables? I don't I have no, I haven't seen the Expendables. And neither have I. But it's a great concept, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Girl Expendables, go. What? Girl Expendables, let's go. The girl, wait, so, but it has to be Sigourney Weaver. Oh, Sigourney Weaver. Mila Jovovich. Um, Kate Beckinsdale. You think? She's a little too young. Okay. Okay. She's, I, I, she's in the Jason Statham okay. part. Um, Sarah Michelle Gellar. Okay. Jennifer okay. Garner. Sure. Uh, who else? Okay. Girl Expendables. <gasps> Carrie Fisher. Ugh. No. I guess she's in it, but, uh. <laughs> it's not a rating. I mean, like, Carrie Fisher says in her one-woman show, like, people say to her, you were really hot when you were, you know. Yeah, yeah, in the, yeah, yeah. And she's like, I'm sorry. I, did I sign a contract no when I was age 17? No, like, no one wants to see a movie with Carrie Fisher that's not Star Wars ever again. Okay. She's like Margot. Why don't we just say Margot Kidder? You know, like, Most of our listeners don't know who Margot Kidder is. Sure. Um, Michelle Fife? No. You can make a case for Michelle Fife, but it, but it has to be yeah, a little Sigourney more. Weaver's a good but it has thing. to be a little more B list too. You need a couple. Of, you need a couple of like B action actresses. Mila Jovovich is high, I mean, and I think Kate is a good pick. But you know, I guess Underworld is ten years ago. Yeah, I guess she's. Old. I mean, she's already playing. You know, wives. You know. I mean, she's still. Oh, I, I, have, I have one. Famke Jansen. Famke Jansen. Her first Bond... Remember when she was, like, the hot thing? That was, like, 15... I'm old. Oh, my God. <laughs> Goldeneye? What year is that, 1994? It's, it's pre, prehistoric. I'm going to turn off the damn podcast. <laughs> so I was, you know, I was actually interested. I was watching... Um, I was at the... Pal- and Marcus Campbell. The Pally Center this, this weekend, watching old episodes of Adam West Batman. Yeah. I don't understand how they could make, like, Yvonne Craig look so good in the Batgirl costume and, like, whatever girl they had playing Catwoman at the time, they looked so good in these, like, interesting kind of texture costumes they had. Yeah. And yet Adam West looked <laughs> how Adam West looked. Well, I think that there's probably, if you take them out of the costume, yeah. I think that they were probably proportionately... I think the difference is probably translated... Even, even greater? Yeah, yeah. yeah maybe no, no, I mean, greater. okay, I'm not saying, like, obviously... They were taking... I mean, you've seen Yvonne Craig as the, the Orion slave girl, right? Seen her as, have you ever seen her as a girl from Uncle? No, I don't know. She, she was the girl from Uncle. Wow. No, no. I mean, obviously, there was beautiful women in the 60s. I'm not... Yeah. I'm not but I'm saying, like... In in great, you know, costumes. But they they could make... But, like, her costume looked so good. Like, look at how ludicrous superhero costumes look in later movies, right? They look so bad. 
And they could make those characters back in 1966 or whatever look fantastic in their superhero costumes. Much simpler materials and everything. And their bodies look like they fit correctly. They could move around. And then, like, Adam West looked so... I thought Burt Ward looked okay. I mean, the Robin costume's kind of silly, right? right. Um, what, what did, you just put him on Craig and the girl looks mendable? What does she look like now? <gasps> oh, my God. You know who's playing the Queen of Thorns in Game of Thrones? Julie Newmar? Uh, uh, Emma Peel. Oh, oh, Diana Rigg. Yeah. Oh, Diana Rigg is clearly, she's clearly in the Expendables. And then their boss has got to be Dame Judi Dench. So, um, or, no? Or, I mean, you can also make it, uh, what's her face? Go a little, the queen. Dame Judi Dench? No, not Jim, Dame Judi Dench, the other queen. Cape? No, what's her face? Helen Mirren. Thank you. I, I guess she was in, she's not really an action star. Did you though. see Red? Yeah, I just said she was in Red, but she, I don't really think of her as an action star. Red was awesome. All right, so who we have? Sigourney Weaver. Uh, Linda Hamilton. Lucy Lawless. Lucy Lawless. Sorry, Lucy sorry. Lawless. Asia B. Lucy Lawless, Linda Hamilton. Linda Hamilton's good. I mean, what does she look like these days? I mean, she... I mean, I guess I named Carrie Fisher. I mean, she's married to James Cameron, so that means she looks terrible because he's clearly some kind of vampire. Like, have you seen the frontier woman he's married to now? It used to be... She used to be adorable. I forget her name, but he like he sucked all the life out of her and used it to like animate things. Uma on. Thurman. Uma Thurman's a good. One. Yeah, for sure we have Uma. So, but Uma Thurman, but that was also ten years ago. Oh my god. Yeah. So, Uma Thurman, Kate Beckinsale. Pam Greer. I love Pam Greer. She's like in. She's in. Ton, she's in tons of action films yeah and she played she played uh, what's her name in, in Smallville as well what's yeah. her name um, I didn't watch Smallville no it's that character that works for Lex Luthor oh okay um, yeah so I can see Pam Greer I'm not, I'm not in love with Pam Greer but she was awesome have you ever watched Jackie Brown of course I've seen Jackie Brown it's better than just about every other movie, movie made and every other Quentin Tarantino movie I mean, doesn't the Expendables have to have, like, a, a young in chick from right... Oh, yeah, so you have... Uh, we'll have the girl from, from Kick-Ass, the hit girl from Kick-Ass, uh, be, like, the young, relevant character. Can you have Scarlett Johansson? Scarlett. Is she a really legit action star, or is she a girl that they put in a Black Widow costume? She's in a billion dollars. I mean, she's, she's really good. I don't... I don't. I, first of all, I used to love... BT Dubs. Yvonne Craig looks way better in her Batgirl costume than Scarlett Joe looked in her... Black Widow costume? All respect to Ryan Reynolds and his double superhero girl marriage. Yvonne Craig in 1968 looked way better than, than uh, Scarlett Joe in 2012. IMO. Call. Call. Again, show of hands, people. <laughs> Reverse shots, if you know what I mean. Anyway. All right. What is this? Two hours? Two hours. This was supposed to be a quick cast. I was aiming for an hour. Yeah. About an hour. And then you started talking about basketball. And we then you we literally basketball for an hour, and then, and then you, girl expect. Then you started talking about like the X chromosome. X All right, so or... things that people should buy: um, Legacy of Heroes. Yep. Go look at it. Go Google it. Yep. Or I don't know. I like it on Facebook. I played it once. <laughs> <laughs> Brian probably likes it on Facebook. Um, and then, if you haven't bought uh, the official Miser's Guide yet, what are you waiting for? This is Brian David Marshall. <laughs> and Michael J. Flores. Bye. I guess blame my book or whatever yeah so in order to keep me from doing that again buy my book to encourage me to continue to podcast we'll get a podcast first how excited are people about return to ravnica 
Like, I mean, we're pretty excited about it. Pretty excited. About I mean, Ravnica is my favorite era. Yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, I've been I've been in Magic since. So it might not be your. It might not be that you stopped writing the book. It might just be that you're excited about talking about Return mm. to Ravnica cards. I mean, thanks. Appreciate it. <laughs> but I mean, I've been playing Magic since the second expansion. Legends was the second expansion. Yeah. Uh, Ravnica is my favorite. I mean, sure. my my overall number one favorite set is Visions. You like Visions. I like Visions. Those Riverbala, Impulse, Mana War, sure. Utabi Orangutan. All cards that they let us play now again, actually. Uh, undo. <gasps> undo. Cloud Elemental. We could actually play all of these cards. Oh, if it's mid-rangey, we get the new, the new... There's that new undo. Is there Aether Adept still? I don't... I don't think so. I don't know, no. There's no Aether Adept. Aether Adept would be... Sw- if it's literally it's mid-rangey, it's just like Aether Adepts and 2-3 Flyers. But there's, there's, the, there's the Into the... Into the uh, is it called Into the Ether or something? I don't know. It's in the new set, but it's four mana, return two creatures. Four is more than three. I know. All right, so um, one hour, 59 minutes, uh, top eight magic, the end. Love, Mike, by the official Miser's Guide.